Blog Talk Radio. Let's go. Let's go. I wish you life, man. I know a lot of people that are scared to gon' die Couple of us thinking they'll be living in the sky While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why What am I here for? I gotta figure out Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, now it's 21 You really gotta go and check it out Paul said if Christ ain't resurrected We wasted our lives without his lies And our life built around Jesus being alive Everything gonna live each other, show the world why Christ is more than everything I'll ever try Better than pretty women sitting and living to get a minute of any women a minute to admire It ain't no lie, we created for Out of the dust, he made Matter of fact, better man, I know we got Christ You don't see his ways in my days and my nights You can hit my brakes, you can stop my life Man, I lost my rights, lost my life Forget the money cause the cost that ice The cost is Christ They can never offer me anything on the planet That's the cost that's Christ The devil just can't hang with us Christian youth, them a stand with us Living a driven, giving a vision for penning the commission he handed us London to Los Angeles, the rap evangelist My daddy wouldn't abandon us I got a backpack full of jets and I keep a Johnny Max So are you ready to jam with us? So let's go, give me the word and let's go Persecution, let's go, tribulation, let's go Across let's go, procrastination, let's go Hung on the cross in the cold, die for the young and the old Can't take it, never know, heaven knows How many souls are going to hell and to heaven So we gotta go in together You trying to figure out what to do with your life You make a lot of money, hope you're doing it right Because the money is God, you better see what it right And stay focused, you ain't got no ride Your life ain't wrapped up in what you drive The clothes you wear, the job you work The color of your skin, now you're Christian first People get to living for a job Make a little money, start living for a car Get my wife, a house, kids, and a dog Then they retire, they living high on the hall But guess what, they didn't never really live at all To live is Christ, and that's Paul, I recall To die is dangerous, but Christ, we give it all He's a treasure, you can never find it in all To see your money, your thing on this marriage Challenge your time, they were lonely You to show the world that Christ is divine That's why it's Christ in my rhyme That's why it's Christ all the time See my whole world is built around him He's the life in my life I refuse to waste my life He's too true to chase that ice Here's my gift of time Cause I'm constantly trying to be used to praise the Christ If he's truly raised to life Then this news should change your life If I can break you can put your faith in a place that rules today's night Yes! 
everyone for uh, stopping by, checking out another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the website, uh, Blog Talk Radio, and this is the host station, Five Smooth Stones. How's everybody doing tonight? Hopefully everybody is, as I say often, blessed and highly favored. I mean it with all my heart. That's the goal of the show, to try to get us blessed and highly favored. Um... Just checking the phone lines here. Well, thank everyone that's tuned in, that's here already on the phone lines, ready to go. Really appreciate it. And um, just looking here at the chat room, I can't can't quite see the chat room yet, but I think um, thankful thankful to all those in the chat room as well. Y'all just bear with me. I'm doing 15 things at one time, um, and I'm trying to see if my mind is working here. Okay, there we go. Anyway, want to just. Welcome to uh, Universal Family tonight, the Universal Family. I know we normally on Tuesday nights we do a blog talk with the Douglas family, and uh, they are definitely in the house already early. Folks, there's a lot of people on the phone lines already, already. Thank you all for being early. We really appreciate it when we do these blogs to see family already on the phone line. But uh, just want to... Uh, Welcome to Universal Family tonight, not just my blood kin of Douglas Kennedy, uh, but everyone is welcome, uh, no matter what ethnic group you're from, uh, no matter what uh, so-called race or people you are tonight, tonight, everyone is welcome. But it is good to see your bloodline in the house, uh, so I do see you, Bubba Jack, and all of the, the private callers always make every single show, but I also see some friends of Five Smooth Stones that's been around with us since 2013. We've been doing these blogs, over 320 uh, blogs now. So thank you, thankful, th- I'm thankful, I'm very thankful for the support tonight. Well, family, tonight, tonight is one of those nights where you want to Invite as many young people that's around uh, to listen in, uh, bribe them if you have to, because tonight we're going to be swinging and swinging hard, and I think y'all going to be really blessed by what uh, is going to be going on tonight. So, again, um, if you know any family members, young people, uh, this would be a great time to tune to, uh, just to have them um, to tune in. I'm looking at my um, 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 there we go. They can I can't. Hopefully y'all can hear me. This meter is saying I'm pretty low. Uh, if you're in the chat room, you can hear me. Go ahead and press one on your phone lines and kind of let me know that because it's giving me some weird-looking so, uh, responses here. But anyway, uh, tonight uh, is part four, part four of a very popular series. And I say public because we're going to reach a 1,000 listens uh, for the last two shows very quickly. I mean a thousand listeners. When we say a listen, we're talking about someone that tuned into the show for at least, I don't know how long it is for Block Talk Requires. They have to listen for like three minutes or so, and then you get what they call a listen. And we've gotten like a thousand. Now, remind you, I know a lot of those are the same people calling. Yes, yes, yeah, we're not going to be fooled. Um, but still, anytime somebody tune into you and hear you for any length of time on anything, it's a blessing, especially if you are trying to reach our young people, salvage our young minds. So that's what we're doing tonight. We're going to have guests coming on in a little bit. I've invited uh, um, a childhood friend. Ricky is back in the house. He's going to be coming on tonight, as well as uh, Ella Shure, a friend of mine uh, through the years. Uh, and uh, we'll see who all else pops up, okay? So just know that tonight, Brother Seth, 
will not be by himself tonight. Tonight, we are going to have some very important uh, men, wise men uh, in the house tonight. And maybe, we don't know yet, maybe some of you young ladies, uh, we don't know. I think we're going to have some young people in the house. I'm pretty sure we are. We'll just see. Um, um, I won't even get into that. We'll just see what happens, okay? I learned that to make too many promises when you're doing these blogs. You look up and people start no-showing you. You're looking really silly. So I've learned to just kind of let it let it go, let it ride. And we'll just see who shows up tonight, okay? It's just that simple. But anyway, folks, again, uh, part four tonight, part four. And we've done part one, a part two, a part three, and a part four. And we've dealt with various... Um, I can you say various topics in each one of those parts. So I want to remind everybody, if you miss any of the parts, you have got to go back and start with part one. Part one, some things we hit harder than others, and then part two, we hit some things harder we hit in part one, and, then, and so on and so on. So now we're up to part four. Tonight we're going to do a special, there's going to be a special uh, part of the show tonight we're going to be dealing with, y'all should have read it by now, Satanism and the Illuminati and how it relates to the rap culture. We'll talk about how it relates to the world, but we are mainly pinpointing, fine-tuning how it relates to our young people. That's what it's all about tonight, our young people. We've been a little selfish. We want to know what in the world is rap culture doing in the bed with the Illuminati and what on God's green earth is the rap culture or rap music or rappers doing in the bed with Satanism. But my guess is going to share tonight, one of which my guest is going to do a presentation on it, and I'm sure the other guests may have some feedback on it. But we're going to talk about this tonight, Satanism, the Illuminati, and the rap world. Y'all have got to hear what is being said. I'm going to tell you right now, you really should get any young people. Just send the link. Just say, hey, call this number, 914-205-5590. They're about to talk about some serious stuff because there is some uh, – this brother, Ella Shua, is – is, has been studying this for many years, and he is not playing. He has some serious concrete things that you've got to hear with regards to Satanism, the Illuminati, and uh, this one world government. So let's do this, family. Let's go ahead and uh, do something. Let's just go ahead and uh, how about this? I think what I want to do, is go ahead and read a little bit of uh, the description. We'll just read the description tonight because some of you tune in. Uh, to, you call the, the number. You do it every Tuesday, and you don't know what the topic is. You just call the number uh, periodically to see what Five Smooth Stones is doing. So let me go ahead and inform everybody what we're doing tonight so everybody will be on the same page. So quickly, I'll read this. This message went out to hundreds of people. And... Um, This is what we typed earlier and sent it to our friends and family of Five Smooth Stone. Back to, uh, excuse me, back by popular demand, part four. Tonight, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, April 18, 2017. Join again, host Seth and other guests, Purcell, 
Porsche, Elishua, and Ricky for this special segment on Satanism, the Illuminati within rap culture. Of course, after we finish up the topics below, and the topics below is what we've been talking about the last three shows. So we're going to finish up topics that we've been talking about the last three shows, and then we're going to get into this special topic, our special segment on Satanism, the Illuminati, and how it relates to rap culture. Y'all got to hear that. But anyway, I went on to type, Today, while many young African Americans deserve respect for their hard work, Many are full of questions, doubt, confusion, and frustrations. Yes, they are. Here are the more pressing issues we'll discuss tonight. Now, again, we've been discuss- discussing these topics for the last three shows and tonight, uh, so some of this we won't hit as hard as we have hit it other nights. But here we go. Many young black Americans feel it's them against the world. Some feel there's never enough money and seek happiness from it alone. Fast money versus the natural way. While there is over 12,000 career paths, many pursue only rapping and careers in music. Ex-felons find it nearly impossible to assimilate back into society. Too many of our youth think America is cursed and is doomed, so why even try? Why even think long-term? Well, that's serious right there. Others wonder why they keep attracting fake friends and don't trust anyone. A lot of issues with our young people and, and their friends. A lot of mistrust, a lot of narcissism has got or, or, or worship of self. Is causing these young people not to bond properly with each other. Young adults giving up because of racism. I mean, everywhere they look is just racism, so they just give up. Then thousands of single African-American women are drained, being pulled all directions by things like daycare, demanding jobs, on work all kind of crazy hours, and then dads missing. Wow. Our men disrespect authority 24-7 after lacking fathers. That's where it all stemmed from. Seem like most are addicted to social media. Many can't seem to make it on their own as adults. I mean, they got to stay mom and daddy. They just can't, they can't do it on their own. They just, they just can't break away from mom and daddy. Ain't nothing wrong with, 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 um, Networking with your family like a lot of Mexicans do, living in the same house. But as long as you're paying rent and 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 supporting uh, some kind of way financially your parents, it's not really like you are um, immature. That's what you call a roommate. That's responsible. That's a responsible setup there. But we're talking about grown-ups just living out their parents. Okay. Uh, y'all forgive me. Somebody's trying to call me. Hopefully, don't interrupt what we're saying doing here. Pop culture rule most of our young people' decision. I mean, they are caught up in what is popular. You know, a lot of them into the Kardashians. I know they kind of getting old, but you know, a lot of young people is caught up in whatever's popular. They we call that we call that pop culture, following trends. 
from the way they dress to the way they talk to what they're interested in to even how they pick their mate. Pop. What's popular instead of what is good for you? What's best for you and your house? I went on to type, then there are those who don't know who they are. They just don't know, folks. They can't tell you who they are. They're disconnected. Now, again, a lot of these that I'm mentioning will relate to adults, but tonight we have the spotlight on the age group 30 and under. Okay, that's the targeted age group, which it may relate to some people slightly over 30, but that's the targeted age group. But like I say, some of this relates to folks, senior senior citizens even. But again, again, I'll repeat that one. Then there are those who don't know who they are. And most talk to God, yet some doubt he even exists. Tonight, we look to the Father for solutions, his universal laws, his spirit's wisdom, even common sense he gives, and more. Let's have a candid discussion in efforts to help those we love, and we do love our young people. Tonight is about solutions. I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. Uh, if you are going to be a host on the show tonight, and I've invited you, please press 1. I know we got some very, uh, I only invite folks that's, uh, that's doing some things, uh, and a lot of people are busy, and, and I know schedules kind of, uh, this is kind of a weird time to come on, and some people can't make it, but I would put the invitation out there, and if you're in the house and you're going to be on the show tonight, or um, uh, press 1, and I already see, uh, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. we got some people already here. Area code 817, area code 817 uh, go ahead with who you are and what city you're in. Who am I speaking with? Somebody whose phone number start with this, 817-212. Go ahead. Just want to know who you are and what city you're in. Hey, said this is Ricky Shivers, man, your old, old school buddy. I got Byron Armstrong with me. I got Corey Martin with me, and I got Rakita Shivers. We all ready to rock and roll, man. Well, all right. Well, all right. Y'all hear that? Uh, again, that's a party of four in the same room, in the same house. It's going to be interesting. A lot of times we have phone issues with this, so y'all going to have to speak up really, really loud. Ricky, you, I, we can hear you, but you sound a little bit distant, but that's the way it's got to be. Y'all got to get real close and just let us have it. You're going to have to get a little loud. But go ahead and give us the names one more time. All the way from Fort Worth, Texas, we got who? How you doing, Seth? This is Kiki. All right, Kiki. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is Byron Armstrong from the United States. Uh, uh, we will be uh, contemplating uh, different topics here tonight with your long set, therefore creating an atmosphere of total copulation of the uh, attitudes that uh, faces young people today. Amen. <laughs> Hi, this is Ricky Kim from Fort Worth, Texas, along with my brother Byron, my daughter Kiki, and my son, Corey Martin. Well, Corey, say hello. Say hello, Corey. This is Corey Martin, and I'll be, I'll be uh, listening in also. All right, all right. Man, you sound like Ricky. Well, anyway, I'm trying to type y'all names down, so I'm going to get this. Let's get this right. I'm, I'm typing y'all's names so I won't get it wrong. Corey, and then we got Kiki, 
And then we got Mr. Byron Armstrong, the comedian. <laughs> and, of course, Ricky. Well, I want to say this. Uh, we had promised everybody we was going to get some young people. Let me have y'all's ages, Corey and Kiki. What, how old are y'all? 37. And 31. Okay. All right. All right. That is consistent. And, Byron, I'm not going to ask you. Byron and I and, and Ricky went to school together. So, Kiki and uh, uh, the one and only Corey is going to be uh, the targeted uh, guest tonight. We're going to talk to everybody, but we're definitely going to be tuning in, listening to what Kiki and Corey have to say because they're a lot bit younger than we are. So, let me just go ahead and just tell you all to hold on a second. I want to go to the, another phone line. So, there's four there. And we also got an area code 682553. Okay, there's a lot of noise on that line. I don't know who's... Okay, who am I speaking with, first of all? Shalom, brother. Can you hear me? Yeah, there's a little some noise. I don't know if you had the TV on or something, so... You okay no. now? You need to get closer to the, to the phone, though. Okay, I may have a problem tonight because I usually use my headset, and one of my children took them off my desk, and I, do not, and I cannot locate them. So I'm going to talk directly into the phone and see if that's going to work. Okay, so far you sound pretty good. You just can't have nothing else on. Okay, so we'll work with it, okay? Okay, Okay. Right now, now there's a little echo. That echo got to go. I don't know. You you got me turned on somewhere. You can't listen to the to that, to whatever you got, the feedback you got. So just turn that part off. And Ricky and Corey and Kiki and Byron also... Well, y'all are fine, so I ain't got to tell y'all. But you can't be listening to the show on another, or on a second, uh, second unit, so to speak. But anyway, I want to welcome the guest tonight. Want to welcome the guest tonight, folks, uh, to a very special show to our young people. Again, we're just trying to have some solutions. Uh, I really, really, really want to thank Byron. Uh, this is his first time coming on, I believe, and Kiki as well as Corey. I don't think they've been on before. Thank y'all for coming by, stopping by, and seeing what's up. So. Now I want to uh, let's just go ahead and start. Uh, uh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm moving too fast. Uh, Kiki and well, let's do this. Kiki and Corey, why don't y'all tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, brother Ellis? Sure, everybody know who he is. I'm gonna let him go last since he was on last week and the week before, so everybody know who he is. But they don't know who you guys are and Byron as well. So let's do this. Kiki, you've been the lady. Why don't you just tell a little bit about yourself? It don't have to be where you work. It can be whatever you want it to be. Just let everybody know who is Kiki in about two minutes. Two minutes? That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my name being Kiki was enough. <laughs> well, well, okay. Let me ask you a few questions. I'll make it a little easier. Then we'll get you talking. I'm sure if you get to talking. You being Ricky's daughter, you really got something to say. Let me just say this. Did you hear the topics I read? Yes, sir. Could you think of any topic I didn't cover? Oh, wow. There's, there's many that you didn't cover. Really? Uh, oh, like, I got this baby who <laughs> claims that he takes care of my son, but he doesn't. Because the 25 bucks he gives me a week just isn't covering it. <laughs> Say that again. And, and, and listen, y'all, listen, let's get to because y'all got four people, and the chances of somebody picking up a cup or something is very 
great. So y'all have to be very quiet, okay? So Kiki, I want to hear that again because I didn't hear it one more time. I said I have this baby father who swears he takes care of his son, and he believes that $25 a week is enough. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Wow. Well, we'll talk about that. So so you, you do have a child, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you, okay. Uh, how many kids you got? I have two. You have two? How, what's their names? Let everybody know their names. I have a 13-year-old by the name of Dre, and I have a 7-year-old by the name of Capri. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, tell them we said hello. And so you got two kids, and you, so right now you don't. You have a baby's daddy, you said, so that means you're not married. I'm assuming. I'm just assuming. Let me know if I get it wrong. All right. Well, where do you work at? Work. That's too personal information to go over the line, man. <laughs> no, okay, 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 okay. Let me, uh, y'all funny. All right, let me let me ask you another way because you don't want to put your. <laughs> I don't want to put your company out there. You ready to ask me that again? All right, I was just saying, where do you work at? But you don't have to give the company name. Just tell everybody what you do for a living or something like that. <laughs> Work. <laughs> I don't work. <laughs> okay, you don't work. Okay. Home. Oh, you are at home, mom. Okay, that's work. Yeah. Wait a second. No, it is. You don't play yourself short. That might be the most important job on the planet. While you're playing, it's very good that you work. So you're a good mother, or you think you're a good mother? I'm a great mother. All right. Now, that is the job of the century. So you played yourself short on that. So you're an at-home mom. That's that's how we say that. All right, Mr. Corey, I'm going to let you go next. Uh, just tell us a little bit about you in two minutes. Just a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Corey Martin, and uh, I manage my father's company, the detailing service, and we also do cleaning. We got a cleaning service also. Cool. They pretty good. All right. So Ricky got your uh, son working with him. That's good. And, all right. That's that's a good thing. All right. And Byron, just <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about you in two minutes. Who is Byron in two minutes? Then we're going to come back and ask y'all a thousand more questions. This is just some little two-minute intro. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Byron Armstrong coming to you again One 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 radio station. This is the number one radio station. That's what I was saying. That's what all the more was about because this one is rocking the nation at this time, y'all. Rocking the nation. You understand what I'm saying here? But a little bit about myself. I'm six foot one. I'm tons of fun, and I dress to a T. <laughs> <laughs>
with his crazy self. It was in drama. He was an actor in high school, class clown, you name it. But he did something probably no other person did. And then I'm going to move on to uh, uh, Ricky and, and Ella Shule. I'll tell you this quick little something, something. But this Negro had the audacity, him in a drama club, to pull off an Elvis skit at a black school. <laughs> <laughs> we all thinking they was this, they had this court going on like they trying somebody. It's like a real live court on stage. So we're looking at we talking about two, three thousand people, three thousand black kids that will tear you off. Looking, we all sitting there like serious because Byron's being tried for something. I don't know, it was murder or something. So he gets up to testify <laughs> and do this Elvis and just bring down the house. <laughs> I will never forget that. Never forget that. But anyway, that was in high school. Okay, Ricky, go ahead and uh, just give everybody a little two-minute intro, please. Uh, this is Ricky Shivers, uh, a.k.a. Soul Trotter, one of the original Soul Trotters, along with my boy, Seth Turner. Um, basically, everybody summed up what I am and what I do. My son, he take care of the business and everything while I'm trying to heal, so to speak. But I'm still here, thank the Lord. And my wife just walked in. Everybody say hello to Brenda Shivers. Hello, Brenda Shivers. Hello, Brenda Shivers. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that, Seth. You hand it from there, baby. All right, Ella Shore, just two minute intro. Oh, it doesn't take that long. I'm sure everyone is somewhat familiar with my voice. I've been on the show a number of times, uh, minister at the city of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, uh, as I said, anyone who wants to contact me, I'm on Facebook, Elishua Israel Ellison. And so, Seth, I'm ready. As brother, as Ricky said, lock and load and ready to go. Well, what we're going to do, folks, we're going to do a little, few little preliminaries, and then we're going to get into all those topics. And Ella Shue going to do a special on uh, Satanism, Illuminati. Uh, Kiki, I'm telling you, you and Corey, Byron, y'all really going to be shocked as to what this brother had to say about Jay-Z, a lot of y'all favorite artists, Satanism and Illuminati. We're not talking about no make-believe. We're not talking about that fake stuff. We're talking about showing up. Go here and check this out. Jay-Z said this. So-and-so said this. Date, time, places. Ella sure is going to bring it. So when y'all get done, y'all mouth going to be wide open. Satanism is real. It ain't no, it ain't no phony. And y'all going to probably tell everybody you see after this show. But in the meantime, we do have to finish up some things we didn't get covered on last week. So I want to just say uh, just some preliminaries down real quick because uh, uh, y'all, we have got some people listening that did not hear part one, part two, part three. So I just got to do something real quick. I'm going to talk fast. So y'all just bear with me. Just stay put just for a minute. First of all, we can't help nobody unless they believe they lost. We can't help nobody. We can't have Kiki. We can't have Corey. We can't have no young person unless they are lost. They may not be lost. They may be more on the path than we are. They may be further ahead on the road than we are. Let's go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt because we don't know them. We don't know what they know. Just because they're young, they don't mean that we got it all together. So let's get this straight. Corey and Kiki and anybody else listening, those of you on the phone lines, because the phone lines is full, we Older people do not know everything. Tonight might be y'all first sermon, so to speak. It might be the night that y'all educate some of us older people. So let's get that out of the way. Now, because we're older and we've been down the road, y'all been down, there's a good chance we're probably is right. 
good chance because we done been down the road so much. So I want to just lay a few foundations, and we're going to get into what is going on with our young people and how can we help. So first of all, we're going to go to the source. What, what, what are you saying? Well, let's first talk about uh, what our problem is real quick, real quick. What I call a problem with young people, they might not call a problem. I'm going to talk about maybe hit a little quickly the strip clubs. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Ricky Byron. Uh, I don't know. All of them may go to the strip club. Maybe Ellis will go to the strip club. I don't know. I don't think so though. Well, how can I be talking about how wrong it is if they don't even see it being wrong? So here is our measuring stick. Everybody, get out this imaginary ruler. This is how we're going to know what is wrong. Does it? offend or hurt your neighbor. If it does, we don't believe in it. And those kinds of things we are talking against tonight. Does it harm you? If it harm you, it harm your neighbor, or it harm God, that is what we're calling a sin. That's what we're calling a sin. The Bible says, the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. An enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. If anything is in your life that you're doing that causes to things to, to to kill in your life, to steal, or to destroy, that is what we're attacking tonight. That's the enemy. We're not attacking people. We're attacking belief systems, practices that kill, steal, and destroy. If it does those things, we're not interested in doing that. We're going to try to talk our young people out to get, get out of it. Get out of it. Does it kill you, destroy you, take from you? It's a sin. That's what the church is all about. It's what they're supposed to be about. So how do we know what's a sin? The Bible. We have to agree that the Bible is God's word. If we don't agree that the Bible is God's word, we will never, ever, ever end this conversation. We'll never come to, because somebody be saying, well, the Bible ain't even true. Who wrote the Bible? Blah, 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 blah. So we got to talk about the Bible just for a quick minute. Ella, sure, I really think I, I want you to run with this particular question. Uh, we've done three shows, and you keep quoting the word as being the infallible word of God. In this setting, why is it important that we recognize the word the, or the Bible is our authority is to tell us what's right and what's wrong quickly? Well, because for one, there's a number of reasons. It's first proven the test of time throughout the ages as the one sole source that provides the wisdom that has built, that has built empires, built nations, built companies, uh, has built people. <clears throat> And that's what's most significant about it. Now, the issue may be that it's because of, that we are in the last days. There are many things that the scripture has prophesied that will take place within the, the church, the kingdom. And it's called a, like a purging process, if you will. And what is happening is that more of the error and the hypocrisy is being manifested to the public. So many people hold Christianity in contempt, Christianity in contempt. But I want everyone to know very clear that when I speak of from the Bible, I speak just that. I'm not representing the religion. I'm not representing Christianity. I'm not representing Hebrew Israelites. I represent the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I, I call him by his Hebrew name, Yahawashat. You all refer to him as Jesus. But the fact of the matter is that <clears throat> I have studied and I have invested my life into studying not only the word of the Most High, the word of God, but how it came about, how it was compiled. And through research, investigation over the years, it has proven that and many of the other philosophies that people are holding to today are simply nothing more than perversions of the truth and the wisdom that has come from Scripture. So if you want to go to the okay. source, 
and you want to go to the source of who created you, it's real simple. If you if you buy a product and that product malfunctions, then you take it back to the one who created or who manufactured the product because they have a warranty guarantee that they will cover it. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that you were created for a divine purpose, and the only one who can tell you that purpose is the Most High, and he has spoken through his word. And if you get into that word, and, and, and look at it with faith and approach it with faith, I assure you, as a person, two times convicted felon, been in prison twice, and now I can stand and testify through the greatness of the Most High that by applying that word, I've been able, through the grace of the Most High, to resurrect my life and do things in the short period of time that I've lived that many people may not live. It's not about immaterial assumptions, but it's what I've contributed to the generation that I live in, and that's through writing. And again, I said it's all because I applied the word of God. I applied it for myself. Okay. Not okay. Okay. Last, last words, because this is most important. Not what a preacher said, not what a teacher said, but I searched the scriptures for myself. All right, and I will add in less than two minutes that the word, that word that he's talking about, my mother preached it to us. It sounded corny. It sounded sometimes weird. It, it, it got people to laugh at us many, many times. Well, we're following the word, but it stands to the test of time. And I'm sure Ricky and, 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 and Miss, I, uh, I guarantee you, Odebell, Ricky's mom, Ricky, quickly in less than two minutes, did your mom not believe that the word of God was solid and worth using as a map to whatever destination that you're going in life? Yes, yeah, she did. You know, she it, it was like she tried to beat it in us, but we got it. You know what I'm saying? We now have choice in it. <laughs> okay, okay. Byron, have you ever have Byron? Have, do you have any experiences in like proving that the word or the Bible works? Any experiences like you know? I believe this comes from the Bible. I mean, you know, you ain't got to be no scholar. And just the question is, do you believe that the Bible has principles in it that anybody would be successful if they follow it? Okay, I tell I tell you what I believe on that. I, I really do because it, it's a, it's like a road map. If you try, you know, you know, do good road map. Do good. Be respectful. Believe in God. Believe that He's your maker and stuff like that. And and you 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 should do good. But now, do we all do it? No. Do we all read? Okay. It? No. I mean, but you know, you you just calculating stuff as you go along. You know, you want to believe. But then, you know, you got old Doubting Thomas over there, like, you know, doing his thing, because that's his job. I got you. I got you. So what you believe, you're saying that, that it's a good roadmap. So all of us want to be in agreement that this book, because folks, listen to me, everybody, those on the phone lines, again, we got a phone line with all kind of area codes. Uh, you see California in the house. I see Texas in the house for sure. I think this is Kansas City, or I see all kind of Eric. I don't know what all these Eric are. So listen, we're going to make sure we are on the same page. We're going to use the Word, the Bible. That is going to determine which way we go. So when we get into debate and we can't, we can't get out of it. We're going to be quoting the Word, what the Word says, what the Word says, what the Father says, what the Word says. Well, I don't know where it's found, but in the Bible somewhere it says how well you want to quote it. But this is our measuring device to let us know where we go and also when we get there. Well, where are we going? Last thing, last foundation I'm going to get into, and then we're going to start, by, start talking about issues. Last thing I want to lay is, where are we going? Kiki, Corey, where are we going? What, what are we trying to get to? What are we trying to get y'all to see? What are we trying to get young people to see? Because where are we going, y'all might not want to go. 
we might be saying, y'all might say, I want to go there. I ain't, try, I ain't trying to do that with my life. Uh-uh, y'all old school. Nah, we ain't going to do that. This is where we have been trying to go for the last three shows. We want to take our young people to a longevity, live a long life, get them to stop doing things that we believe that the scripture is saying will cut off their life. This business of, I don't see myself living past 40, because, you know, I just, we don't believe in that. We think if you live right, you can live long. Everybody's going to die at some point, but you don't have to be dying at no 20 and 30, 40 years old like a lot of these young people. So we, we don't, we, we want our young people to understand our goals or our, our, our dream is the Bible promises us that we can live long. Here's another promise. Here's another destination that we can have peace. Peace is a destination that most young, older people is trying to go. You stop anybody at Walmart and say, hey, what are you trying to establish in your life? Why do you try to, why do you go to church? Well, I'm trying to have peace. Well, I'm trying to live long. Here's another one. I want to have joy. Young man, that's why I go to church. I'm trying to have joy. Why do you pray all the time? What's all that praying? Well, I'm trying to have joy. I'm trying to, these are destinations. I'm trying to have joy. I'm trying to have peace. Even working every day. Why fuck work? Why are you working? Why don't you, stay? Why don't you just not work? Why, why, why are you trying to get money? Why are you trying to stack? Why do Ricky have his business? Why, 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 why don't we just sit at home every day and just, I don't know, look at ourselves naked in the mirror? I don't know. Why do we get out here and struggle? Because we're trying to accomplish these things. We're trying to live long, trying to get peace, trying to get joy. But what really are these things I'm naming? Peace, joy, long, I mean, uh, what is this the mumbo-jumbo stuff that everybody talk about, this peace, joy? What really is that? A lot of people don't know this. It is the fruit of the Spirit. That's where it comes from. So I want to ask Corey and Kiki something. When y'all do what you do, when y'all do what you do, now Corey, I'll come to you, I mean Kiki, I'll come to you first. When y'all get up and you go about your day or you tell your kid don't do that, don't do that, what are you what are y'all trying to accomplish? And again, I know y'all can't speak for everybody. Somebody else may come on and say something different. I just said that a lot of older people are trying to live long when they try to obey the Bible. They like Byron say they don't always do a good job. But that's what they're trying to do. That's their goal. That's their destination they're trying to reach. They also want to reach heaven. When everybody die one day, they want to be with their grandparents or their mamas and fathers that have passed. They want to live forever. Okay, that's another thing. So here's the question to y'all, pointed question. I'll go to Kiki first. What? Why do you try to live right, Kiki, or do you try to live right, and why? I do try to live right, but I try to live right because I know that one day my number is going to be up, and I don't want to burn in hell. I want to live. I want to live peacefully and joyfully with Jesus Christ and God and the rest of my family, and the rest of everybody else. But whoever ain't gonna be in heaven, <laughs> I ain't worried about them. Okay. So you're going to the same destination. So you mentioned some destinations everybody on this phone line want. Everybody want to, when they die, they want to be with their loved ones that have passed. Now, I know some people don't believe in that. Some people believe when you die, that's it. And that's, we can talk about that because that is a lie. We can address that lie with those people with the scriptures, and that's what this show is all about. So anybody on the phone lines that have a problem with believing in these destinations or you have a problem with the source, the Bible, hit one, press one. We want to talk to you tonight. 
Corey, Kiki, I want y'all to keep it real. Y'all represent some young people, not everybody, but I want y'all to keep it real. Tell us, tell us old people off. Tonight, if you think we tripping, say, hey, I think y'all a little too religious. You know, when the brother come on talking about Satanism, you don't believe in it, tell him. I don't believe in that. Y'all Ricky kids. I know y'all keep it. <laughs> I know Byron yeah. is going to keep it real if nobody do. So, uh, Cora, I'm going to ask you the same question. Why do you Why do you grind? What are you doing? Why? Why? Wh- what are you trying to accomplish, Corey? Well, what I'm really trying to accomplish is that um, everything is everything. You know, I do believe, but um, I just want you know, I just want to be there with everybody else. You know, I love my dad, I love my mom, but I just want them to uh, you know, you know, brother going through something right now, so I'm. I'm like the one that, you know, I guess we all discussing, you know, somebody is caught up, caught up between beliefs. You know, I know what I'm doing. Sometimes I know it's wrong, but um, I'm still trying to get it right. Understand what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. But what's your, so your destination is you, you're doing all this. Corey, you get up your grind for your daddy. Y'all got this business going on. So, Ten years from now, what, what do you want to accomplish, Corey? I mean, you kind of hit a little bit. Corey's but... destination is lost. Corey don't have a good destination. Did you just hear what came out of Corey's mouth? That's a lost brother right there. He don't have the same destination that we got. His destination is a lost destination. He's trying to get right. He ain't right yet. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, sister, uh, Corey's sister. That's good. You, you, that's how you feel about your brother. But I want to. I want to ask Corey. Corey, I'm gonna tell you something. This gonna sound really. I don't know. I'm just gonna say it. You might be lost. She may be right. But I'm gonna tell you something. Lost people can give you some directions. Everybody have a bit of truth in them. Everybody has some degree of truth in them. So don't look at people that you think is found and on the right road as, uh, you know, got it all together. All of us, in some way, Corey, is lost, okay? Some of us are not very good fathers. Some of us are not very good husbands. Some of us are not very good wives. Some of us are very good husbands and wives, but we're not very good employees. Some of us do well with making money, but we don't do well with relationships. Some of us do well with relationships, but we got bad health. Some of us got bad health. We do good relationships. We go to church, but we don't believe, we don't we don't really believe. We just go to church because we're scared. We don't want to go to hell. We don't really believe God died came. We don't believe the Christ came to the earth, died, rose again. We don't believe that. So listen. While you may not have it together, maybe, I don't know, just know that on this line tonight, we're all in the same boat. It's just some of us have gotten some success, Corey. I'm telling you what I know. And we just have the audacity to have this blog show. Byron is on the line. Byron knows some stuff. He's been in the service. He knows some stuff. He might not know some things that I'm going to talk about or what LSU is going to talk about, but when what Byron knows, Byron know. And tonight we wanna know what do Byron know? For sure. Like Oprah says, 
you're such and such years old, or you're such and such years old. What do you know for sure? Tonight, we're talking about what do we know for sure. And believe you me, Corey, before this show goes off, you're going to tell somebody something on this line, something you know for sure. It might be your sister. <laughs> well, I know I know what I know for sure. I know I love my sister. I love my daddy because he's helping the brother out right now. So yeah. I know I know well, all right. You know, well, listen, I'm going to twist gears and go to Mr. Byron. Uh, and, uh, well, actually, let's do this. Let's do this because I think I think I, we kind of nailed that. So everybody believe in the scriptures as being a solid word of God. Everybody understand that tonight's show, or should understand that tonight's show, we're, we're trying to get rid of the thief, the thief, the thief that kills, steals, and destroys. That can be evil spirits. I don't even know if everybody believes in that. And i got to talk about these preliminaries. Y'all got to bear with me here. So we're going to start a little slow. And then after a while, we're going to be over-talking each other probably because it's going to get so heated. So I'm just going to tell y'all right now, we want to crush the enemy tonight. Uh, we want to crush who is the enemy? Beliefs. Beliefs. Lies. Uh, deception, which is half lie, half truth. And no information at all, which is ignorance. Those are the enemies tonight, not white people, not black people, not the guy that shot the old man in Cleveland. The enemy is ignorance, no information, deception, half truth, half lie. And then lies, which is all false information. And then evil spirits, which is real, and we're going to prove it tonight. If y'all don't believe that, then just stay, keep listening, because they are real, and they are on our earth, and they're not no spook. Let me ask that question, by the way. Can we agree on those enemies? Do everybody believe in, uh, well, I know everybody believes in lies and deception and ignorance. That's, that's, that's just a given. But do everybody on this line believe in evil spirits? Let's start there. Yes. Yeah. Roll call. Kiki, you believe in evil spirits? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Corey, you believe in evil spirits? Uh, sometimes. What do you mean I sometimes? Mean, you like to? Yeah, sometimes I'll be in an evil mood. No, 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 no. Well, let's let's make this crystal clear. We're talking because LSU is going to come on a little later, and y'all, he's going to say some things about rap culture and some people into Satan worship. And these folks do not believe it's no spook or no bad feeling or no bad emotions. They believe there's entities with our bodies on our earth influencing our thoughts, and that's the question I'm putting out there right now. We now we 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 see it. We got to start swinging here in a little bit. So I want to know where y'all at. It's okay if you don't just stand your ground, and we'll try to share. Maybe you'll come around. Maybe not. Maybe you can share some some things to us. But Kiki, I'm asking you again: Do you believe in entities that perhaps is in that room right now with you that don't have bodies? We talking about evil spirits. Maybe not in that room, but they come in and out your life. Spirits that do not have bodies, influencing yes. thoughts. Okay, yes. Corey, do, do you believe that there's entities? It, that can it, that can embody people like when Christ laid hands on evil spirits and commanded them to come out. And they talked to the person's body, and that was not the person; that was the spirit talking through their vocal cords. Do you believe that? Uh, no, I, I really don't. I understand. That's what we want. That's what we want. I appreciate that, Byron Armstrong. Do you believe hey, in evil spirits? Oh, yes, I do, man. I'm telling you, evil spirits are everywhere. They especially on the road because they driving around. I had an evil spirit coming at me 
other day. I had to dodge them. And that's what we got to do with evil spirit. We got to dodge them, let them go on by, because they get too close to your vehicle. And when they're too close to your vehicle, I know that's evil. That's a big old truck driver. <laughs> let me tell you something else. Something else is evil. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you. I'm coming up the road. I'm coming down the road. I put on my blinker. I put it on. They act like they didn't see me want to get over. Now, I knew they was, had to be evil because they didn't let me over. Tell me they ain't no evil spirit. Tell me they ain't. I know it is. I know evil when I see it. In my last okay. girlfriend, she had to been evil. <laughs> ain't nobody wake up 3 in the morning talking about, what you doing? I'm trying to sleep. Uh, okay. Miss Armstrong. So, so you believe yes, that evil spirits can embody people? Go no, for real. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, All right, Mister. Actuality? No. So I, think, I think I say, have I ever experienced somebody going through one of those evil spirits, like somebody, like an evil spirit jumped into somebody and they start doing their thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I often heard about it, and I do believe that is possible. Oh, good. So we 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 we, we just one more person. We gotta get. We gotta ask Mister Ricky Shiver. You believe it? <clears throat> yes, I do. Yeah. No doubt. I oh. know it's real. I know it's real. Okay. Well, with the exception of Corey, everybody believes that there are entities that can embody somebody and they can do something really crazy, like this woman that put her baby in the microwave one time. She said a voice told her. And I know LSU will believe in it. So later on, folks, we're going to talk about Satanism, evil spirits, embodying. So having said that, again, we're here tonight. Tonight, family and friends, listen to Five Smooth Stones. We're here to crush evil. We're here to denounce evil. We want to destroy it or slow it down in people. We want to challenge theories, philosophies, and ignorance where people don't know it all, or they have no little bit of half-truth, or they believe a complete lie, like something like, it's okay to be, uh, here's a good one, here's a good one right here, it's okay to hate white people. That's getting popular among black people. So let's go ahead and talk about that first. Ella Shul, I want you to quickly, because I know you can go, but address this hatred, this new hatred that black folk have never, ever really been in the hatred like they are right now for white people. They're calling white men the devil. So, again, family and friends, there are a lot of things attacking our people. We've talked about all these topics I read earlier. We're going to finish up with the rest of these, and one of these is racism. A lot of our people are being racist. We know about whites being racist, but a lot of black people is now hating white people. Address that in three minutes. Hate that hate me. In the year 1968, 1963, I believe it was, CBS or NBC did what uh, I think it was uh, Crockle uh, did a special on the hate that hate made. And he was talking about the Nation of Islam and Malcolm X in particular at the time. And what they laid out is they realized that the hatred that, that they supposed, the so-called hatred that was being represented by these groups or being manifested by these groups was a result of nothing but a backlash against white racism. So if we talk about hatred and we talk about um, people's hatred of white people, well, let's just let's, let's look at it like this here. Why did white people think that they were superior to white to black people? Because they had been indoctrinated to believe that. They had been programmed to believe that white people genetically intellectually, mentally, physically, was superior to black people. Well, 
what is happening now is that you have a lot of people who are now, as the Bible talks about in Daniel, in the last days it says knowledge would run to and fro from that knowledge. I mean, literally, we're with the age of the Internet. So what has happened is that in a culture where literally we have police officers shooting unarmed suspects and 95% of those suspects happen to be black, uh, we have those police officers for, for the most part being acquitted in courts of law so that well, it's just like this. We lived, we came up in my generation in a nature of God consciousness. We understood that, you know, as you just talked about Ricky and his mother and your mother and my mother and them and how that they insisted on us being in church and they told us things about the Bible. But the fact of the matter is that our consciousness now is money. We're no longer God consciousness. So therefore, we don't have that to preclude or to prevent our children from going into a place of hate. They don't have the whole picture. They don't look at it. So now all they see is they see all of this oppression. They see that literally black people are being terrorized on the saw that they fought dead and blood and, and, and built for. And so the fact of the matter, if you don't have God in your heart, and you're faced with oppression from a particular group of people, the only option or rather the only consequence, which is actually a reasonable logical consequence, is you hate them. So the fact is the only thing that conquers love or that conquers hate is love. And we're not talking about some human love and some human sentiment because we look at that during the 60s and the 70s or how white people, they were with us during civil rights, but then many of them went into corporate America and they forgot about us. So, so the, the human sentiment is not enough. The thing that precludes us apart to where we're able to say yes in the midst of all of the oppression, we can stand and say that we love you and forgive you is because we are truly born again of the spirit of the most high. And it says that his love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. But don't get it twisted because I love you don't mean that I don't stand for justice. Because sometimes love requires that you well, be killed. That's why, that's why well, when the Bible talks about uh, that, that if you take a man's life, your life should be required. And sometimes love requires that because love stands on the bedrock and the foundation of justice. Well put, well put. And uh, uh, let me jump to, uh, let's do Ricky. Ricky, what did you think of what LSU just said? About racism? About hatred. How, how, what do you say to young people that, oh, you probably hate white people yourself? I don't know. Y'all be bold tonight. We, I want y'all to speak up. There is a rising tide of African Americans that plumb hate whites. Now, I know there's always been black people that hated whites, but I mean, these young people is calling the devil. They're saying they're not born from the same. I've had, I've had people to argue with me and say, because uh, I try to tell them that white people come from black people. You know, albinos say, oh, no, these people are different because da, 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 they wouldn't be able to do all this. They don't know it's evil. They're not human. Da, 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 da. You might feel that way. How do you feel about the people that say that, or do you agree with that? I don't, you know, I don't really agree with it, except for the simple reason. See, I lived for 13 years in what they call Little Russia. That's weather for Texas. And that was uh, the Klan territory. And, you know, I had the opportunity to, to get into one, get into it with one, you know what I'm saying? And even after we got into it, he had a pit, a pit pee, you know what I'm saying, when we had that little fight, at which where I was working at the time. And... After we had that little fight and everything, I happened. And he was uh, he was real up in the clans, you know what I'm saying? And we right. we, we became good friends until the day he died. You know, I I had an opportunity to meet his dad. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I went to Jack went went to uh, Jacksburg, Texas. You know what I'm saying? Another clan uh, uh area, but you know, 
me myself, I don't, I, I don't really trip on racism. You know, whether white people hate me or there's hatred for, you know, a lot of, you know, blacks hating a lot of whites and everything. Because I believe, and I've seen this, I'm not just saying it, I've seen a lot of white people that are good people. It's how you perceive yourself toward them. You know what I'm saying? I got the you. Reaction that I you understand. Play. So you don't buy into the whole thing of whites is the devil. And you know, so what would you tell? So what would you tell briefly in a minute, young black people? That really, I'm serious, man. And listen to me, folk. We just hitting this stuff kind of quick and jumping topic, topic, topic. But this right here, we can have two shows on. There are people that really, really hate white people. Let me just say this real quick, and I want Ricky to finish, and I want to hear from Corey Byron, and I want to jump back to Ella Shore. Listen, folks, this is how serious it is. Hopefully nobody's listening from that Bible study that's in Fort Worth, but there is a study at a church in Fort Worth, and these people get deep. They go all off into history, all types of things that black people have done, and they really, it really is a good study. I loved it. You know, they talk about things that you'll never hear in the church. Never, ever, ever hear in the church. They talk about melanin. They talk about what make white skin white, what make black skin black. They talk about Tulsa rise, uh, Black Wall Street. They talk about accomplishments you just will not hear nowhere. You're not going to even hear that black colleges. This Bible study group was second to none. The reason I stopped going is because they turned the corner and they started making the white man out to be the devil. Okay, and that's where I get off the train. I do not think white people is a devil. Now I do believe that white people is raised like devils. I believe that the doctrine they taught, you know, you're superior. Look at them niggas over there. You better than them. Okay, when you teach your kids that, they're gonna act like devils. They're gonna act like they're evil. They're gonna act like something wrong with them. If you shooting down people in South Africa, big old guns shooting down kids like they, like they, you know, deer or something. Okay, you're acting evil. So I understand Elijah Molly and all of the people that taught their white people the devil. But I can tell you and show how black people have done the same thing to their own people. So I don't believe in uh, that. So Ricky, what would you say to those people that just say? Man, I don't care what y'all say. I just think these people are evil. Why are they doing all this? Why 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 they do they do what they do to black people? That's what they say, that's their ammo. They say why would they do how no other people do this to people but white people. Finish that statement. I mean I mean fill in fill in this blank. Uh, I mean uh, I'll respond to this. Respond to this. White people do things no other people do. That's why I say they devil. Respond to that person. See, I agree with you on, on, on what you everything you just said. They are taught white people ain't are not born like that. They are taught that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you know we see white kids and black kids and, and Hispanic kids. They get along just fine until they get of age because of what they're taught. You know what I'm saying? You weren't born to hate. That 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 wasn't the Lord's uh, uh, way. He taught everybody to love. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? I've seen it a lot, man, in all the countries and all over the states I've been around with my brother Byron, you know, Byron Armstrong. I've seen a whole lot happening in these 55 years. <clears throat> but my, my my thing for everybody that's listening to us right now, you don't have to hate nobody. You want to be treated the same way that you treat someone else. If if, if you, you treat them hate, hatefully, that's the way they're going to act towards you. I don't believe in all that stuff, man. I believe that, hey, you're going to be treated according to how you act. That's okay, the way I Corey. 
Corey, I mean, Jeff Corey and Byron, and then LSU. I want to ask him again, y'all. LSU is going to do the most talking because he got a whole half. And I don't know. I want y'all to hang on the line while he's doing his thing. He's just poking, poke questions at him as he's, as he's doing his thing. So he's going to kind of lay low a little bit now. But I, I definitely, he's going to do this second half of this whole show. And y'all can hang on the line and just ask him questions. That's how, you know, we're going to hopefully do that. But listen, right now, I'm trying to finish up these questions we got. Uh, and then I'm going to tell y'all really quick what we got left, and then I'm going to go to Byron about this hatred and Corey. This is what we got left. This is the question we want to finish up, and then we're going to bring in LSU to talk about Satanism and rap culture and Illuminati. Y'all got to hear it. Too many Americans think uh, America, too many African Americans think America's doomed, so why even think long term? We're going to talk about that. Uh, others wonder why they keep attracting bad friends, can't trust nobody, everybody fake and phony, so we'll talk about that. We're already talking about racism now. We're getting rid of that one now. Tens of thousands of single African-American women are drained. We actually talked about that last week, so we're going to skip that one. All right. Um, and then we... Uh, Addiction to social media, Facebook, people just everyday head walking with their head bare and they fall like they zombies stuck on Facebook, all this crazy posting, they just live there. Our young people are addicted to social media. They live their life on it. We're going to talk about that. that and then um, a few more, and then we, uh, let's see here. Uh, a lot of them talk to uh, God, but they don't believe. It's a lot of young people. It's atheists. Yes, it is. It's rising. Um, and pop culture, we talk a little bit about that. So these are some uh, some more questions we're gonna get into, and then after we finish up, this we'll, we'll get into Satanism. So Byron, back to hatred quickly. You hear a black person say what I told Ricky. I think black people, white people, excuse me, are devils. Nobody can do the things like we do. They afflict our, all our poor foreparents. You know, in every area of life, they're there exercising hatred, uh, uh, mistreating us. Uh, you know, they seem to be happy when we're struggling. The, you know, just nobody, no Indian people are not doing that. Hispanic people are not doing that. It's just white people. That's why I say they devils. Answer that young person that said that. Woo! That was a mouthful. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay, we're talking about hatred here. And I'm going to go back to what Ricky said. Hatred is really, I believe, it also is taught. You know, it's taught. It's teached to them. You know, like, like just like he was saying that, hey, you know, them people over there, you know, you you above all of them. But see, what, it, what that's not what it's supposed to be. But, yeah, but some people are so entwined in this hatred that that's all they have. And they they feel, they got so much hate in their heart, like you say. When when the, they see another person doing bad that they really don't like, that's a, that's another form of racism. We could be it could be black on black racism, you know, light skin. Look at the, look at them light skin. Look at them dark skin. You know, they talk. You know, I'm I'm a dark skin brother. I'm tell you that right now. And I've been having trouble out of these light skin people. And they supposed to be black too. I mean, we 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 don't the crayon, but we all black. You know, and I, I, I think it's think it very disappointing. That's <laughs> <laughs> just real talk. That's real talk. Hey, just know I got nothing here. I just got to interject that right there, though. But that, I mean, that's funny, but that's very real because there is also a thing which we call color struck, 
and hatred among people of color against their own color within the black community, you know? I mean, it's funny, but it's just very real, man. And I, I mean, it's real. <laughs> real. Real talk. Real talk. This is real talk with Zach Turner. And of course, Seth, we know that, that, that in, the re, in the realness of that, that that is a, a symptom of self-hatred that exists within our community. Right. It's, it's comical because of the way the brother put it is a joke, but the reality is that it exists and it is a symptom of black of self-hatred within our community. Really, it is. Let me tell you something right quick. Growing up Ricky said, I'm dark-skinned. Ricky light-skinned. Ricky so pretty. You so black. Why gotta be the black one? Because I'm black? Uh-huh. Why I gotta add an ER on my name? <laughs> but yeah, racism is all kind of it's all kind of levels, all kind of degrees of that. You know, it's not just broadcast. You know, worldwide, it's broadcast right there, right there in a small town too. Sometimes in your house, when you got light skinned sisters. <laughs> Why well, I always gotta go outside and work? <laughs> it's cold out there. But that's what they used to do. They had all the real dark people out. Way out, way out the boonies working. Got ten people all up front there by the, by the, by the doorstep. They got to call me. Come on back over here. But that was, that was back in the day. But things are, even back in the day, like you say, these are like trying times. But I believe a lot of people yeah. are getting a better handle on it. But it still exists. Racism is visible. And sometimes it's invisible. So you, it, and it's all you. You can have racism just by a traffic stop. You know, yeah. depending on what mood that cop in. You know, do they get yeah. hurt when we pull up behind them? No. <laughs> well, let's do this, Corey. Okay. Well, Corey, I don't want you. We're not ignoring you now. I want you to jump in whenever. Y'all can kind of, you know, as long as we don't overtalk, of course. But, Corey, what do you think what Byron just said? Is that true about the self-hate, black people, light skin? What do you, what, keep in mind we're talking about, we're talking about hatred now. It can be black on black or white on black or vice versa. So what do you, what do you say to young people? How, do you, do you, first of all, do you hate whites? Well, you know, I don't really hate nobody, man. I'm just chilling, trying to make it to the next day. Okay, let me ask you another way. Let's add, let's make it more practical, y'all. You got friends, Corey. I know you do, and Kiki. I know y'all do. And again, we're talking about things that our young people are doing tonight. We're talking about where they at, what they are going through. And I promise to God, it is a lot of young people that do not feel like what they're saying. They really hate white people. So this show tonight is to show some light and to bring our young people out of this hatred, okay? So uh, I am reminded of the scripture, uh, just not to make it be jumping here. I want Corey to finish, but... We are, I am reminded of the scripture, Ephesians 6 and 12. Ephesians 6 and 12. Remember, we're following a map tonight, y'all. Remember, we're following a map tonight. We haven't fallen, though, but we're following a map. The map says, in efforts to love, because we want the destination is peace. The destination is joy. The destination we want to live long. Well, you can't do all that if you're full of hatred. Y'all be fighting each other, killing each other. So this is why we're against 
this hatred because it comes against these destinations we're trying to arrive at, which is longevity, living a long life, a peaceful life, a joyous life. Well, if you're sitting up hating, if you full of that, that which is based on a lie and deception and ignorance, you're going to be destructive and you're not going to live as long as somebody else ain't going to live as long. So, Corey, you got friends that probably hate white people, am I right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I do. You know, but what do you what do you tell them? What do you, you what do you? How did the conversation go when you're talking to them? You know, sometimes we just be out riding and stuff like that, man. They like the most evil ass white people. You know, you talking down to it, me. You know, that's my boy talking to me like that. But I like look, man. You know, you know, just um, you know, you gotta shake that stuff off, man, and just keep on pushing because you know. Ain't no time for getting nothing started these day, you know, because, uh, you know, I don't take nothing from nobody, but I'm not going to take nothing from nobody. All right, then you being so, honest now. now if you the one, if you the one that, 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 that started up, let us know. I mean, because I want y'all to be raw, because we can't help you if you're going to be saints tonight. If you're saints normally, be saints, but I want y'all to be real, because this is where a lot of young people, I see them all the time, and I have to just tell them different things because they are tired. I mean, how if, if older, if, if us older people, Ricky, Byron, hate, what do we expect young people to do? There's a lot of old people like Byron and Ricky and myself and Ella Shure. He, he's lying dropped. Hopefully he'll why, call back here in a second. Why are we only talking about what? Black people, how black people are hating white people. Why are we not talking about where this is truly coming from? That white people have actually done things to us that have made us this way. Let's be real. This is not just something that just happened yesterday. It's more popular now because we actually have a voice now. And we are not our ancestors. And we are not taking this shit no more. We will not stand for that. It doesn't matter if you white, Mexican, black. We will not stand to be disrespected anymore. And if race is a big issue amongst us young people, and not just us young people, but, you know, y'all generation had took it worse. We're just handling business right now. Because what y'all was doing, them that marching and all that, it just set a path for us to go ahead and go in and kill and fucking destroy. Okay. Evil. We're not out here to 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 hurt people who are, are 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 not racist, and I'm not literally saying by harming bodily injury, but we're speaking up, and we're not letting them get that last, that look that look nigger word in no more. We ain't taking that no more. That'll get your ass whooped. I hear you. Well. Uh, let's talk about that. That's a good point, I'm, and I appreciate the rawness, and that's exactly the way we want you uh, right there, Kiki. Just speak your mind, because you with people that care about you and love you, and we're going to try to, if there's any, offer some advice, offer some, you might see it more clear than we, we clear. Let me tell you something about, in the Bible, there were some generations, and there was a, when the Israelites, the Israelites in the Bible, they, God, they was God's chosen people. And when God went to bring them out in Egypt, he could not take them to the promised land because they were scared. They was not people of war. It took them 40 years wandering in the wilderness. God had the people that doubted that they could take the land to die. 
He literally had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. They say, some scholars estimate that they could have got to Israel. They got to got to Israel and got their promised land in like seven days. I think they was debating that. So instead of them taking seven days to go straight to, in there, bust some heads, take the land, be a people of war, they were slaves for roughly 400 years in Egypt. So when it was time for them to go into the promised land, Byron, Ricky, Corey, Kiki, they were the scary people. They was, The Bible calls them, they was not a people of war. That's how it words it. They was not a people of war. I think that's what's going on right now. This generation, my generation, I don't believe they are people of war. I'm not saying they are punks or, or weakening or things like that. It's just that when you've been sla- when you're fresh out of slavery, the 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 far you the further you get from slavery, the more militant you become. Okay, and I think we couldn't be as militant as because we would all have just been murdered. If everybody just stand up in the fifties and forties and just started killing white people. I just think that they guns was bigger. I think they uh, they was more groomed for war. Like right now, if y'all's generation just say that's it, let's start killing white people. They got one white man that have guns that can shoot a hundred rounds in X amount of seconds. And I know some black guys got that somewhere here. I know there's black folks that got that, but not the masses. Whereas these white people is on, they're the ones that these gun shows buying up everything in their strategies. They, they, some of them are killers. They from the, uh, uh, and I know our people went to the war too. But what I'm trying to say is, I think y'all generation is more of a people of war. The only problem with y'all's generation is you lack the wisdom of the younger gener, of the older generation. We can sometimes get what y'all can get by acting a fool by just being nice and wise and picking battles. So don't diss the older people. They got some strategies that's just that's sweet. I mean, they some sweet. Like, watch this real quick. You all, We're talking about... you all people can't finish the business. Y'all, it, it, it's, it's not your turn no more. Y'all are going to die, and it's going to be our turn. And we're going to do things differently. We don't have to do the things the way that y'all done. We can take some of the things that y'all taught us with us along the way. But at the end of the day, how we want it done is how it's going to be done. Okay. Brother LSU, I'm going to bring you on, but you got some noise in the background. I'm going to bring you on so you get that noise out. Well, because I know you want to jump in there on this. Uh, let me go ahead and try to open up this line and see if you got the noise. Get that noise together, Brother LSU. Okay, there you go. You sound a lot better. You there? Yes, I'm here. I want you to comment on what uh, Kiki said in a second. I want to just say something to her real briefly. Kiki, okay. one thing, I, I appreciate you, and I already love you. I already just hearing you. Never met you, but I love Ricky, love Byron, so I can't help but to love Corey and you. Y'all just blood to me. So I feel what you're saying, and I love what you're saying. We love that warrior mentality in our young people. But what I'm trying to say is a lot of our young people are locked up. You know why? They didn't have wisdom. And so I don't care how big and bad you are and how you don't want to mind dying where some of us might be scared. Scared we're going to die. You know, well, y'all will be more fearless. But if you don't have wisdom, you die for nothing. Look at Chicago, for instance. That's all young people. That's all people under 30 dying like that. Mostly under 30. Killing each other like flies. But they bad. They tough. The 
don't take no stuff. But these killing each other, like LSU was saying, Abaya was saying, this this inner hatred for each other. See, so just remember, you need the wisdom of the older generation, and we need the heart, the courage of the newer generation. Yeah, LSU, I want to. I, I know you want to say something about that because we just talked about that. Well, here's the thing. Quickly, um, quickly, because I'm going to borrow real, the Ellis and uh, uh, Ricky after you. Quickly. Okay, uh, real quickly. Uh, I think a lot of the things that you all addressing are actually some things that uh, I'm going to bring out in regards to when we talk about Satanism and hip hop, because the issue is is that it's the timing. It's the timing. You know, what 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 time are we living in? Because that affects what generation we're dealing with, and everybody wants to deal with this present generation the way that the last generation dealt with things. And I think that that's what the sister is saying. Is that she's saying is that, you know, yeah, we we we, we know that you have wisdom, and we're not knocking that or rejecting that. But we want so, we want you all, the elder, the uh, the generation that received us. We want you all to understand that it is our time, and if there's going to be any change that's going to happen within this culture, within this society, it's not going to be by you all. You all will be able to speak into us and give us wisdom, and you may even be able to lead certain things. But the fact of the matter, just like in the civil rights movement, it was SNCC that made the actual difference. A lot of people don't make that when they talk about the history of the civil rights movement, but it was their impact, their willingness to stand in the face of oppression being beat and everything, but yet it was them that made the difference because a lot of people don't realize that it was Young people sitting at those at those lunch counters that was taking on that abuse in order for there to be equal treatment. So we can't not forget about them. I don't want them to ever hear that, especially not coming from me, because I understand that they are pivotal. They are the central aspect of what's going to happen. And if we cannot seem to communicate and get our wires connected and understand that we need one each other, it's simply put that we're both going to fall into the pit. That's the reality of it. Good point. Uh, Corey. What do you think what, what what your sister said and what Ella Shure said? Yeah, I, I think they're absolutely right because um, you know, like my sister said, you know, we gon' we are the ones, you know, coming up in this next generation, and yeah, we're probably just a little bit more hostile, and some of us are really wilding out too too much. But uh, if we could really accept the teachings of the older generation and Put that together with with the uh, with the power and the strength that we have now. It'll make us better thinkers, and we should be Absolutely. able to accomplish a little bit more as we, you know, teeter this uh, evolution along. Because nobody want to be hated against. I don't. I don't want to hate nobody, but sometimes I do. So, but I just want. I just want you know everybody to know that you know I'm not a hater. But I don't take no stuff. You understand? And I want to. I want to push forward with the strength that I have and the wisdom of the old people like my pop. Let, let me. Let me. Uh, and Bart, uh, I want to come to you. Uh, <laughs> you heard these young people. You hear. You hear what Kiki said. I mean, she is 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 raw to come. They ain't taking no stuff off these white folks. Okay, let me give y'all a scenario. Kiki, I, I, I wanna, and I'm picking on Kiki and Corey because they're the younger people. But uh, Byron, anytime you wanna hop in, Ricky, y'all hop in, okay? But I gotta say, I gotta go back to Kiki on this one. I want y'all to give me a response. Everybody, give me a response. This is what happened. 
black person, a white person is talking uh, to another white person. And this is what they say, and I just want y'all to comment. That's all I want you to say. They say, I like black people. Our best friends black. But everybody can be a nigger. Everybody can be a nigger. And is what they say. I want you to listen to this conversation. This is very true. This is something probably all of y'all experience. This is happening all around you. Anybody can be a nigger. And you hear them say this. They say, what I don't like, I, I like black people because, you know, a lot of them work hard and all that. But you will see that the majority of them, a lot of them are lazy. And, and you know, they, they shoot their own. And they, and they don't mind killing each other. And I don't understand that because a lot of them are so good. A lot of them are so nice. They're so talented. so athletic. They're, they're, they're you know, uh, when I want to be entertained, my best, the, the, the people I, I prefer is, is black people because they're, they're the, the best at entertainment. They're the best. Us white people can't touch them. They're, they're the best. Comment on that, Kiki. I would wonder why uh, do they feel that black people are the best when, and what problem do they have with their own people where they had came, they felt like they exiled themselves out until they feeling like black people are the best now. And then the fact that you said nigger more than one time, if anybody could be a nigger, I would, I would think that you're the, you're the nigger right now because nobody can seriously take their word and think that it's not offensive to any race. It, it, it should bother anybody when you hear nigger. It, it, okay. It, it wouldn't matter. But I was telling you okay. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm riding race a little harder than the, than the other topics. We're going to talk about other topics, folks. But there's a reason I asked this last question on race. Uh, Ricky, comment on what I just said. What would you say to that gentleman? Well, my my opinion about that is, uh, Master Seth said, is that anybody that says the word, what you said in the beginning, that, you know, I got black friends and everything, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, I love blacks, you know what I'm saying? Well, if your friend is black and you say, I got black friends, you racist, you know what I'm saying? Because why not just say, that's my friend? That's no matter what color he is, you know, and the word nigger, be honest with you, never bothered me. Even when we was in, in Butler Houses, it never bothered me because I already knew what I was. You know, I didn't have to second guess that. That word nigga has never bothered me. It bothers everybody. I know a lot of people that that, that bother. Oh, don't say that word. Well, what you want me to say? You know what I'm saying? I don't have to say that word. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. What about when he says, and then, then y'all coming behind Ricky again, the brother said, I, love, I like black people. He said, everybody can be a nigger. He said, I don't know why black people kill each other when, you know, uh, he, he talked about how they kill. Uh, he don't understand why black people kill each other so much. Uh, it, there's an ignorance there. I'm just going to give you all a little hint. There's an ignorance there. So comment on that quickly. Okay, the black people, uh, the, the part by where black people killing black people, that's, 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 that's very simple. A lot of that is hatred amongst each other. You know, they hating on each other. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They now, always use Chicago. Do, Chicago right now is giving black people a bad name. It's making us look like animals. Oh, Go ahead. Guy, huh? Well, you know well, what yeah. you're saying? 
Seth, Seth if, oh. let me say this here. If you, if, you, if you take people and you put them in public housing, and then you, you basically, in a sense, for a perimeter, or like a square perimeter around it for like maybe a mile or a mile and a half, and you basically give these people the indication that we are here as police officers to contain you within this area. We're not here to serve and become your public servants in order to ensure your safety. We are here to contain you within this three, four-mile parameter and keep any crime within this and make sure it doesn't exceed without. After a while, the people within those borders begin to feel themselves and see themselves as animals because they are being treated in caged like animals. And so when you treat people like animals and you do that decade after decade, generation after generation, well, when you, take, when you get the people who are the less educated, when you, get, when you get teenagers who are being raised by teenagers because you have mothers who are having children at 14, 15, 16 years of age, so you got babies raising babies, their behavior is not in anything uncommon or weird because any social scientist who would study that particular condition would tell you that their behavior is very predictable and expected, and that's just what these people are expecting. And one of the things on the issue of hate, and this is the problem, the problem is that people in our generation and my mother's generation see us in a society that we're trying to reach a colorblind or a are a color-neutral mentality, a color-neutral condition. But the reality is, and I can show you in the scriptures, I got them pulled up, is that the reason why these young black people are looking at white people and coming to the conclusion that they have a strong dislike for them is the same reason a soldier on the battlefield takes his weapon and he has nothing in his mind but the absolute destruction of that person on the other side of the battlefield. Why? Because that person has been designated as an enemy. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but the Bible never, ever counsels out that we have enemies in our flesh and blood. It says our wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but it never, ever has concluded that we don't have enemies. Because as a matter of fact, Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 29, 39, 23, and the heathen should know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they trespassed against me. Therefore, I hid my face with them and gave them into the hand of their enemies. I can quote you scripture after scripture this. The bottom line is, is that though many of the people who are from our generation and previous would not agree with me, but I can prove it to you in scripture, white people in this nation are our enemies because we are in the land of our enemies. And a lot of That's people the believe right in this there, color You theme. keep trying to make white people our enemies. They are not our enemies. We are our no, own No, 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 ma'am, 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 please, 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 please. Young lady, young lady, young lady, do me a favor. This is something that I ask from everybody. When you spoke, I never interrupted. When I'm speaking, unless Seth interrupt me, please don't do that. Because I didn't interrupt you. I want you to continue your thought so people understood what you were saying. The bottom line is this. We came over here on boats. We came over here in ships. We didn't volunteer to take a cruise to America. We were brought here as slaves. We've been here for 200, for 400 years. We have been treated with everything other than love and consideration. The reason they treat us that way, because simply put, is that they brought us here as property. And anytime somebody takes another person and brings them into a property where they beat and oppress them, the people who did that to them become their enemy. And that's the reality of it. And so the fact is that you're asking these people to walk in love. Well, Seth, here it is. Let's deal with the truth. You said let's be raw. 
Man, that was a time when I couldn't stand a white person. I couldn't stand the, I couldn't stand their very sight. Because I lived in an upper working class community. I went to an all white school and I saw the prejudice. I saw the racism. I saw the oppression. I look on my I look at my te- television screen at eight years old and I saw Martin Luther King gunned down. Hold that thought, so my, Hold my, that thought. My, my, my conclusion is this. If I don't have the Holy Ghost in my heart that leads me to love my enemies, like Jesus said, to love your enemies, if I don't have that brother set and the next man who, who doesn't have it, I don't expect him to have a very warm and loving feeling, especially the people in the inner cities who brought the biggest brunt of white oppression. And I know that the very things that we're talking about tonight, that there is a design and an intent to keep us oppressed. And when people continue to oppress you, and it's 400 years and they've been oppressing you, after a while, here's the thing. An animal even knows there's a thing called self-preservation to preserve your life. And if you, if you take an animal, an animal and put him into a corner and corner him, that animal is going to come out at you, and he's going to come at you with everything that he has because that's a natural response. The reason that that response has been us up to this present generation is because the Lord's grace has been upon us. But the thing is, okay. guess what? Our okay. time of oppression, our time of last third, our, our time of captivity is about to conclude. So these young brothers, that's the Joshua generation. We ain't dealing with the generation that came out of Egypt. We're not dealing with people with a slave mentality. We're dealing with young people that says, I'm born in a nation that says I'm supposed to be free, but I see y'all killing us and shooting us down in the streets every day. And guess what? After a while, you just get tired, man. You get tired. I used to have to do this from beat up all me all the time. And after a while, I just got tired of the nigga getting on me. Yeah, I said the word nigga. I got tired of him beating on me. And you know what I did? I was way down somewhere within me. And I fought that dude for 45 minutes. I was in prison. And everybody in the prison who saw the fit, so you know what? So guess what? If you mess with that dude right there, you might whoop him. But you better get ready for a fight. Because that nigga will fight you until he ain't got breath in his body. It's, it's, it's natural, man. And we got to quit saying and quit condemning these people for making natural responses to an oppressive situation, and we have to show them the kingdom. That's why I keep pumping the kingdom, because it's different. We're in two different worlds. All right, KT, what was you saying there? I know you have to hold, you hold it for a while, but what, what, what was you saying about we are our own self in it? Hit that. I, I love to listen to a black man speak to black people and to let black people know where we came from and how far we have came. But when you tell black, when you try to corrupt a black person's mind to believe your beliefs and to believe that things cannot get better because white people are the devil, then I believe you've created your own enemy. And then you have not only created your own enemy, you've spread this throughout our black people. We, white, all white people are not racist. I've lived in a white county for so many years. You're uh, my white friends were not You're racist. racist. Don't tell me all white people white, are not racist. Their You're white mothers and fathers. I don't interrupt me. I, I calm down. I, I stop talking. Don't interrupt me. Okay. My white friends. My white friends loved me in elementary and middle school when their parents knew who Kiki was, when they found out that Kiki was black, then I had my certain friends veered off from me because they followed their family beliefs. But I had some friends that never, 
ever one time followed their family beliefs. Do and I see your hand. Hold on, hold on, Kiki. Kiki, 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 hold on a second. Keep going, keep going, but I just want to tell the person at 314-381. We come after you after Kiki. Go ahead, Kiki. Oh, yeah. I'm not racist, but because of what I went through, and I know that not all white people are racist. Just because not all white people are racist doesn't mean that they only have somebody racist in their family. So with the fact that I'm raising two young black men, I let my black children know that do not bring no white girl home to me because I'm not the one who feels like dealing with that. I already dealt with it when I was growing up, and I don't want to deal with it now. But if they choose to marry or be with the white girl, I would not make her feel like she's not welcome in my home because of it. I'm going to get um, his ass one time and one time only. Be like, I told your ass, don't do this shit. But since my child has done this, I must accept their path in life because it now became my path in life also. And now we're going to take this however it may come. We're going to take this and we're going to do this together. Now, Kiki, I'm going to say this real quick before I go to the phone line. I don't think Ella should believe that white people are devils. And he can speak. He can speak when we got. I got to go to the call because I don't want people to hang up. So Erica three one four three eight one. I'll come to you in like a minute. But I don't think Ella should believe that the white people is the devil. I think he's just actually saying that your generation is the one that is tired. You just said that earlier. You kind of started this, not started, but you were saying how y'all's generation ain't taking no. You know what? You said it. We can't the business. He just coming behind you, really saying that. Y'all are the Joshua generation. So I want you to make sure you hear what he's saying and what he's not saying. He's just saying that white people are our enemy. They're not. He mentioned the Bible says we rest not against flesh and blood. We know that there's evil inside them. That's our real enemy. Ignorance, that's our real enemy. Lies, that's our real enemy. It's evil spirits, that's our real enemy. But when those, when that's, them spirits get inside of a person and they're trying to break into your house, at that moment, that person is your enemy. You got to get rid of that person. You got to get the enemy out of your house. But the real enemy is what's behind that person. Believe me, that's what he was saying. But hold on a second. Let's go to Florida. Well, I don't want believe that all white people are our enemy. I, I don't want the black unity to believe no, that. No, no, he didn't say that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Kiki. He didn't say that. I promise you. He didn't never say the word all. He didn't say, they ain't got no power. The white guy sitting across the street from you, he ain't got no power. This man talking about those powerful people at the top. But hold on a second, hold that thought, because you swinging right now, Kiki. I want you to keep talking. And Byron, Ricky, Corey, y'all jump in whenever. But Eric Code 314, I'm coming at you right now. Eric Code 314-381. I'm not going to mention your whole phone number, but go ahead, you on the air. First of all, give us your name and what city you're calling from, please. Yeah, I'm calling from St. Louis area, Pianchi. Yeah, but I keep hearing. Hey, Pianchi, what's going on, sir? How you doing from St. Louis? Everything's cool, man. But all, you know, we keep saying that blacks was brought, all blacks in the United States of America was not slaves. And the only one never mentions the ones that had Bhutu business going on from the 1600s through 1865. All sorts of businesses. And some of my best employees that made me millions were white. Had black employees also. And then look at the, all the black businesses that's on Black Enterprise, top 100 businesses, from billion dollars, $7 billion on down to $100 million. You know, they got white employees working for them also. So this uh, 
you know, these blanket statements when you, uh, and of course, yes, yeah, a lot of stuff that goes on wrong, I guarantee you. But blacks in Ferguson last week did not get off their lazy butts and go vote out that white mayor that was in in office for years, even during Mike Brown's death. They didn't go out and vote him out. Well, well hold on, Pianke, because you mentioned two things, and I know folks want to talk about both of them. So let's handle the second thing you said. I'm going to handle the second thing you said, and if the brother want to respond to your comment about, well, actually, I want to com- comment on both of them. So I'm going to limit myself. First of all, you can't expect oppressed people to act like free people. You know, white people do that. They, they'll come, and a lot of black people, too. All Everybody pick on black people when they don't vote and they don't this, that, that. Look, a lot of black people is tired. They don't believe in the system. This is what I believe uh, everybody, uh, Byron, Ricky, everybody on the phone line. This is what I honestly believe. God made everybody perfect. All of us are perfect in one way. When we act up, it's for a reason. When that boy killed them people in Cleveland, even though everybody hate him right now, he was under pain, and he didn't know how to handle his pain. He ended up killing himself just to show you how much pain he was under. Somebody said, well, he shouldn't have killed himself. Yeah, that's reasonable thinking, people. But when you get into within somebody else, say, well, why didn't he go kill a white person? Because it's the same reason people burn in their own neighborhood that they know they're gonna have to not have, they won't have a store no more if they burn in their own neighborhood well, when they finish. riot. Let me finish hold making on, my hold comments. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. It's just give me a quick second, Pianki. We gotta understand oppressed mindsets when people just don't give a you know what and they mad. They don't think reasonably. Somebody, some psychologist once said that black people, most of us, are suffering from a slight insanity. How can you be a sane people under the persecution we go through? So there not there any reason why we don't want to support black businesses? It, you know, it's a lot of this stuff we do. I, I think there's a reason for everything we do. If you go interview those boys and, and girls in, in, in Ferguson and say, why don't you go vote? They're going to say, because they don't give a you-know-what. They don't care. It don't matter if we vote or not. They're not going to count our vote. Listen, brother, in Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm going to end this with this. I have a friend of mine. You can Google her right now. Y'all got phone. You can Google her right now, and it's Judge Tracy Honor. She won. She lost an election, and and they found out they wouldn't even count the ballots. So she sued the state of Ohio, the, the county rather, and they had a retry. When they retried it, when they recounted, when they re-voted, she won. Then they stole the judge from her, and all of Ohio was seeing this. The system dragged this black woman through the mud. They took from her her judgeship that she won. That they first tried to take, and there's people that see that and say. Man, to hell with it. I ain't voting. So here come some people like you, Pianki, saying, well, why don't y'all go vote? Because they're going to say, well, you see what they did with Judge Tracy Honor. And that's why a lot of black people don't vote. So we got to quit beating up on each well, other. This There's is another thing. This is another thing. You got to stop saying all blacks the same because they are not. All blacks in this country are not the same. Because right next to Ferguson, you had Jennings, where those black people dissolved their all white police department. You had another municipality, I believe it was Moline. Uh, that dissolved its police department and got rid of them. Sir, the, sir, they got the, the power to do it. Well, sir, let me finish, economic, man. Sir, sir. Let me finish, the economic, you? The, Sir, 
sir, the economic You told that lady that you don't sir, like people sir. talking when you talk, now you talking when I'm talking. That's no, the kind but, of hypocrisy sir, that I'm sir, talking sir, about. Sir, so guess what? Hey, okay, hold on, hold on a second, Ella Shore. Hold on a second. Give him, give him, let's give him I, another minute. Literally, watch your clock. No, I tell you what. You guys talk. No, no I want to hear him talk. Okay, he hung up. He hung up, folks. No, the reason he hung up is because he's because he's because he's misrepresenting the facts. The facts, as a matter of fact, is that the counties that he talked about are counties of a different economic demographic of that county there in Ferguson, and which we know with the situation happened at Michael Brown. The economic difference is between black and white, but the economic difference are is different. It's black and white. And that's what he's not, and that's the point he's not making. So what he's doing is he's not representing the truth. And likewise, also the fact that the matter is, simply put, that all, the black people, men, the black people that he spoke about, this when we go to the heart of self issue, self hatred. Those people don't think it's black people no more because if they thought it's black people the way Mexicans think it's Mexicans and Hispanic, I mean Hispanics think it's, excuse, forgive me, as Hispanics thinks Hispanics and Asians thinks it's, it's Asians. If we thought that way as a, as a monolithic community, then guess what? We would always be reaching back to ourselves. He, t- he bragged about employees, employing white people, like that's a big, wonderful thing, honorable thing. No, it's not. Why are you not employing black people? See, that's self-hatred talking. And I wish he would have stayed on the line because I wanted to address that. But what he spoke on was simply put nothing but self-hatred. And it goes unchecked. And that's why come people are in the mindset that they're in. And they're thinking, I never did say that all white people are our enemies. We live in, I, I put it like this here, since we broke it down to this. We lived for 270 years. They, bait, they, they beat us. They raped us. They, they, they literally dismanned us. Sometimes they would just dismember our bodies. Let me ask you something. What were the people who did that? Were they green, yellow, brown, orange, or were they white? Now, the fact of the matter is that when we get to the issue of Satanism, we will talk about the spirits behind it. But the reality is that if you look at a core group of people who do things and they do it collectively, it's only common sense to arrive to a conclusion that those group of people are more notorious for certain types of behavior. And that's things that okay. most people don't want to address, and most of them don't want to address it because they they suffer with self hatred. Okay, now hold on, and that's well put, uh, LSU. I, I I have to agree with you on that self hate part. I want to jump to Corey. Corey, what do you think of what just happened? What's transpired? Well, I think we're all getting a little hostile right now amongst each other. You know, a young man well, called in, and he wanted to speak on something, then the other man interrupted him, and then he just cashed out. See, that's what I'm saying. Even though we're talking amongst different issues, you know, we still need to listen to whatever's being said. If you like it or not, just go ahead and listen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the other brother, he, he, he should have hang on the line. You got to be a little tougher on these blogs. You can't just, you know, sometimes we inter- if we can see each other, let me tell you everybody something about blogging. If we could see each other, there wouldn't be that much interruption. Because when Corey's talking, he's talking with his hand, he's moving his hand. When Kiki's talking, she's moving her head, her hand. And when she get done, oftentimes her hand goes down. And we can tell when somebody's done, they will hop in. But when you can't see, sometimes you think a person is done and they keep talking. That's what you when you get over-talking. So just know that. But he should have been a little bit more tough on that. Uh, I'm shocked. Uh, Pianki, that's one of my, my followers, uh, five school song. Normally he's a little bit more aggressive. But anyway, Kiki, uh, uh, Byron, what do you think of what just happened? Man, let me tell you what just happened. Oh, my goodness. Hey, it, get, it did get heated. You know what I'm saying? It got heated. Everybody was talking about a little something, something. And, you know, I know they say all black people this and all black people. See, that's what I'm saying. Everybody just kind of 
put us in one pot. You can't put us in one pot. You just can't do it. It ain't possible. We don't get along in one pot. So what do you think of Pianki? You think he was, what, you, you heard what he was saying. He he said the people at Ferguson ain't voting, and, and he was dogging them out. Do you think he should dog them out? I mean, why 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 aren't we voting? Uh, uh, why wouldn't the people at Ferguson be trying to make a change now that they, you know, after what happened? Because I thought about what you just said, too, you know. People, people like, say, he's depressed or, or suppressed. You know what I'm saying? They're like, like you said, ain't nothing gonna happen. That's what I'm saying. A lot of times people don't do nothing. Cause they believe it's already, it's already fixed. If you believe there's a fix, you're like, why waste your time? Not like we ain't got a lot of time and we ain't doing nothing. But you know what I'm saying? But if you, if you ain't got no time, you like, man, I'm gonna go way down there, put my vote in, and there ain't nobody counting. Why well, waste time? But see, that's what I'm saying. But even though a lot of people get their time wasted like that, they should still do it anyway. I mean, that's what you should do. But do we do it? Probably not. Should we do it? Well, 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 keep going. You keep going. No matter how many times you get knocked down, it's not about now. It's not your get up. So we just got to keep up. We got to keep, like say, it's not a fight fight, but now the fight has turned a lot of mentally. Some of it's still, you know, destructional, but some of it's a lot of mental fighting going on too. See, a lot of people is not educating their minds the way they should be educating it. You know, like I said, like I like the other brother, the, you know, the the LR, what is it, LR? LSU, Man, that guy is super intelligent. I can just tell by the by the words that he used. I love that. You know, I I I I, I commend that. I, I, I recommend that. I, I love the way he shoot, shoot what he's saying, and it's, it's true and, and it's accurate. However, now, you know, some, but some people, you know, like you say, then you got the other generation, my girl Kiki. She believes in a whole different way, though. You know, like, I can't take some of what he's saying, but then she's like, I got something else to say about it, too. You know, don't cancel out. Don't cancel out what everybody's thinking because this is this is a thinking pot going on right now. We're putting all our thoughts in, in conversation and things to say to each other just to see what's going on in this uh generational gap that we have it and find out what's been going on. And I know my man bring up a lot of stuff from the from the past, you know, killing, raping and 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 all that stuff and yeah, yeah, but my goodness, ain't nobody killed me yet. <laughs> and and I ain't been raped. But what I'm well, saying I'm well, 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 hold on, hold on, Bob, but let's go but, 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 but let me say this real real brief, real brief, because what Brother Ella Shure is saying, I don't know what we, I don't know what you, you, I, you, I'm in Euless, and I have to remember that even though ain't no police doing nothing crazy, ain't nothing happening to me, that is not what's going on in this country. Our people is suffering. We, you know, I don't know where Kiki is at, what city she in, what city Ricky is in. I think they're in Fort Worth, but I'm saying, folks, there is some stuff going on like the city I just left, Cincinnati. They don't live the same world. They don't live in the same. And sometimes you got to just remember, sometimes I fight because of what I saw, not what I'm seeing now. They may not be, you may not have seen nobody bother you, Byron, but believe you me, believe you me, we are at war. Our kids is in trouble. That's why we're doing this show. It's it's it's, it's bad. It's bad. Whatever y'all think it is, those of y'all listening to this show, multiply times ten. What Brother LSU is saying, it ain't just past. There's stuff going on now that I just saw a special.
another day on CNN, and we're going to get off race here after this. But I just, I want to hear what Kiki have to say and Ricky, and then we're going to move on. But, folks, I just saw something. Two things rattled me. One of them was the lady said ever since Donald Trump got in, hate groups have skyrocketed. At first, before Donald Trump, there was like 500 hate groups or something like that. Now there's 784. And she said around the election time, it's just skyrocketing. She, her job is to find out what they're doing. And she's saying what they're doing, watch this. Then y'all may understand why Brother Lashua is talking with such passion as well as Kiki. Listen to this. This is what they're doing. These groups is recruiting white people by lying on black people, saying they're doing this, they're raping, they're this, they're that. And they said this is all a bunch of lies, but these young people is buying it. They're saying things like, get your country back. This is your country. Your forefathers founded this. These, well, these black people are out of control. They're trying to take over. They say if we keep mixing, there will be no more white people. That is true. That is true. But it's not your job to preserve yourself. We're supposed to love everybody, whatever color come out. That's how it's supposed to be, but that's not what they're saying. They said, do white people deserve to live forever? Do white people deserve to live forever? Do white people deserve to live forever? Well, yes. Well, they can't live forever. They keep mixing with black. So these people is recruiting like crazy, and some of them is going the next step, and they either killing blacks, or I'm not going to say they're killing them, like killing them like quickly, but they're doing things to impede black progress. Somebody don't always have to murder, but that's why you see these police shootings. Sometimes it's people trying to protect their own race. These people have a fear, as Dr. Francis Chris Wilson says so brilliantly, brilliantly, of white genetic survival. They're trying to survive as a people. We're in the way. And as Dr. Francis Chris Wilson say, the biggest threat, Byron and Rick and Corey, is that thing between our legs. It is dangerous, and they're trying to fight us mixing. That's what it's all about. So don't think it ain't, you know, but I heard you saying ain't nothing happened to us, and I can agree with you, ain't nothing happening. I ain't had no wife to come and call me on nigga, none of that. But, folks, they don't do that no more. They don't call nigga no more. Now they're on the police force. Now they, they're, they're doing policies that's affecting us for 20 and 30 years to come. George, Donald Trump is is I don't even want to get started on that. This man is trying, and, and, and he's got people in his cabinet that are bona fide white supremacists. It's serious, 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 serious. So I want to do this. I want to just hit this a little bit longer. But I think we we mentioned it. Everybody has said, Kiki has said, Byron has said, Corey has said, Ricky has said, LSU has even said, and I know I've said, love is the way. We gotta love people. LSU is just saying they're the enemy. That's what he's saying. And he also said that the, the, the what's inside him is the enemy. So you got to understand what he means. Of course they're the enemy. Yeah, they pick yeah. on you and messing with you. But at the same time, folks, white people are not our enemy. There's black folks doing the same crap to us. And guess what they was right, doing? Right. This white people was eating themselves in the caves of Europe before they even became right. a nation. Black people was doing this to each other. So, you see, Corey, you go ahead, go ahead, Byron, go ahead, go ahead. See, when you put when you put it in that perspective, see, that's what I'm saying. That that shines a whole new light to everything we even said. You know, even though some of our, some of our feelings, these are just feelings that we're talking about. Are we scholars? No, we just going by what we have seen and stuff like that. But see, you got a worldwide what? Well, yeah, pretty much a worldwide uh, uh, look on things because you know 
like you say, LSU has seen some things. You have seen some things, or you heard some things, or you educate yourself in the not just your immediate surroundings. And see, that's what a lot of us do. We just talk about our immediate surroundings, only what we know. But now, when we get the when we get a, a more broader picture for what y'all know, then we do learn more. And that's what this I believe this show is about. You know, learning what's going on, not just around you. Okay, understand what I'm saying? That's good. That was good. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, that's pretty good. Ricky, he ain't sitting in the rock comic briefly, and I want to move on past race because we all agree that love is the way, and I think we're all saying, I know we all are saying that white people is not our enemy, but I understand what LSU is saying. Y'all got to understand, are they our friends? Is white people for the most our friends? Do they seem to rejoice whenever we increase in life? When you're driving that Mercedes or whatever you they, people call it a good car or whatever it's fancy, do, what is the look white people give you? Everybody else seems to not care, but what, what is it? Who is the one that's going to give you the trouble if anybody? He's right. It's going to be white people. So those people technically, according to the dictionary, would be your enemy. But we also know why they act in that way. It's fear. It's envy. It's a lie they believe in. They try to take over our country. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's the real enemy. Because other white people will see you, few of them, and they won't think that way. Not all of them. Like Kiki said, not all of them. But LSU is right. If any people are going to be harassing black people, guarantee it ain't going to be Indians. Guarantee it ain't going to be Mexicans. Guarantee it ain't going to be Africans. It's going to be white America. Right. right. It's just that they're not our enemy. When we go to attack them, we must not attack them. We must attack the lie inside of them. I know what I'm talking about, family and friends, because I broke them down my own self. I've seen them. I see. I should say God has, through me, I have warned white people to Excuse me. I have warned white people to Christ. I have gotten white people to say, I have broken down racist white people to where they no longer racist. I've helped them to see that Bible is black. That Bible, the people you hollered on Jesus, you raising your hand and serving, he's looking like a Rastafarian. And I proved it. And it broke the back of white supremacy. They're acting exactly the way they're supposed to act, y'all, for what they know. They're killing because of what they're supposed to kill. They see us as animals because of what's in their head. It's a reason for their, their hatred. There's a reason black people hate black people. It's a reason black people don't value black people. It's a reason. It's a lie, deception, ignorance. Sometimes it's an evil spirit. It's an entity there. Anyway, Ricky, you haven't seen it in a while. Please comment. I want to move on. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Sex. Everything that you said, my boy L.S., and my brother Byron and Kiki, y'all summed it all up perfectly. I mean, left me nothing to even think up to say because y'all said exactly where it's supposed to be. Now I want to comment on something. Yeah, it's going to take me less than a minute. You and then it, this should tell you what I'm trying, where I'm, where I'm going with what we all just said. You live in Euless, right? Right. Okay. You know, you remember Mosey Valley, right? Right, right. And hold on, I just got a message real quick. I got to say this, Ricky. I got to say this every, at 10 o'clock every show. Folks, those of you that click okay. on the link, you're listening to this show by clicking on the link. You didn't call the phone number. You got to call the phone number right now. You will be disconnected. That's area code 914 
205-550-5590. If you're listening to this show and you clicked on a link and you did not call a phone number, you're going to be disconnected now 60 seconds. So call it quickly, 914-205-5590. One more time, 914-205-5590. Go ahead, Ricky. The history of Moses Valley, that was right there between 10, Highway 10, is where the only place that blacks could live in the H-E-B. So I know what time, and that's where Odie Bell, my mom, is from. And so the history is there. I know what, what my boy L.S. saying, sending racism and stuff like that there. It was right there where you're living right now. So the progress that H-E-B has made, that's because what Moses Valley went through. You understand me? So it's still owned by my family and a lot of other families there, which is still family. But you're living a uh, living legend of where it all started. Everybody yeah. had to come to uh, to uh, to I Am Terrell to go to school. They couldn't go to school nowhere else. All blacks had to go to I Am Terrell. So the topic right. that you're talking about now, now what, you, what you're getting into, Ricky, is actual racism. We know that exists. We'll have no beef with that. Do you follow me? Okay. I got you. So you're getting into what racism is. We know it's racism. We know it's racism. But we're trying to get these young people to see why they shouldn't hate white people. That's how all this started. We're trying to get them to see don't hate white people and don't hate black people that hate black people, but to see that what the true enemy is. But you are absolutely right about Moses Valley and, and your family history. And you the one hit me to that. I just saw a landmark the other day talking about the very things you're talking about. But I wanted to just say before we skip, what do you have to okay. say, if anything, about, again, white people not being our enemy? In one minute. And you have to stop it. What, 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 what was the solution to stopping it? What you asking me, correct? Yeah, what would you say to a white person, to a black person that hear everything that has been said tonight, and they say, well, I hear you, I'll go think about it, but I just I just think they're the devil, man. They're just the devil, like, you know. Quickly, quickly, one minute. They not the devil, man. You know the devil's within yourself. You know what I'm saying? If you if you sit up there and you just hate for no reason at all, then you're gonna hate all the time. So my thing is, what I would tell everybody: pay attention to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Learn thyself. Be aware of your actions. Shit, you won't have that problem. Okay. That's what okay. I would say. And, and again, and again, folks, listen. Somebody said there ain't no scholars on the line. Byron said that. I disagree with you, Byron. I think you're a scholar. If you've been through something, you got the victory. That's as a scholar as it gets. The key is, are we talking about so- solutions that's solid? We want to put something out there that's solid. We ain't going to all agree. And some of us going to put some stuff out there that's flat out wrong. Let's just go there. Everything being said tonight might not be the truth. But we're going to try our best to put experiences that we know for sure. Like I said earlier, Oprah said, well, you're such and such years old. What do you know for sure? For sure, Kiki, what do you think will work? For sure, Corey, what do you think will work? And everybody has pretty much said that white, black white people is not the enemy. They, they, they're not evil, I should say. They can act evil. And they darn sure is raised like devils. I'll go, I'll go, I will continue saying it. And I hope I don't hurt nobody feel it, but they are. You know, our people don't tell us, you know, you're better than this person. I ain't never heard a black person tell me you're better than a white person. Never. I've heard some black supremacists try it, but they're very few. I, normally, black people say you ain't better than nobody. The people that teach their kids you better are white people. 
and that is a lie, and that lie will cause you to, to mistreat black people, and so uh, we can move on past this. So let me just go to another topic, and I'm going to pour out, shoot this hey, hey, at hey, you. Seth, okay. Seth, Seth, I have to make, a, I have to, I have to, uh, make you aware make of Make it less than a minute, I've man. Got, I've got, I've got, no, it'll be, less than, it'll be less than 20 seconds. I've got exactly 26 minutes before... I am going to be disconnected. Uh, I actually didn't even realize we had been on the show for two hours and we really hadn't gotten into the heart of the matter of dealing with the issue of Satanism. So if we're going to move in that direction, I wish we had done that before the people kick off online. Because some, like, some people were basically isolated to use only the Internet. They actually don't, you know, can't call in. But if we're going to get to that, we're going to need to move to that probably pretty fast within the next few minutes. Okay. Well, listen, in his defense, he is right. We hit racism a long time. We still have not talked about these questions. So what I think we're going to do, folks, is we probably have to do another part. It's all there is to it. It's a lot going on with our young people. This ain't no simple, simple, simple little two-minute thing. Race is real. A lot of our young people, I promise you, I got a, a, over eight, a 1,200 Facebook friends, 2,000, and a lot of these young people just spitting hatred, and we got to address it. So I don't apologize for it going that long. I just think we need to do a part four. I don't know, Kiki, you, if you and Corey is interested in coming on next week, but at some point, either this show, and we'll make a decision now, we need to talk about why too many African Americans feel America's doomed, young people, and they don't even want to try because they don't think the world is going to be around that long. They really believe that. Others wonder why they keep attracting fake friends. We got to talk about that. Uh, again, we got to talk about that. Some of them are addicted to social, uh, addicted to social media, Facebook fanatics. I mean, posting all this crazy stuff. These young people just stuck there. That's major. That might be the biggest thing we need to talk about. Period. Many can't seem to make it on their own. Little uh, parents, uh, young people live with their parents, can't seem to be independent. All these records and and tickets and stuff stacking. They just can't function as an adult. We got to talk about that. And most don't believe in God. There's a lot of atheists. It's a growing number of atheists uh, so these are things we got to talk about. It's only a few of them, but we may have to just skip because, Brother LSU, I'll tell you what, it's 10 o'clock. Uh, what do you mean you have 26 minutes? What do you mean by that? Uh, I informed you that I'm on a different line, and this line has limited minutes on it. Okay, okay. Well, let's do this. This is what we'll do. We'll let you talk for 26 minutes, and you have to go, and then we'll finish up, because 26 minutes is only going to be 1030. We have until 11 o'clock, really, grace period. I don't want to always go to 11, but if Corey, if you and uh, uh, Kiki and Byron, and we'll just all hang out and just finish up those other questions. So y'all mind switching gears now, talking about Satanism and Illuminati with within rap culture, because I know y'all have a lot of questions for this, brother. Here, proceed, proceed, proceed. Okay, go ahead, Brother LSU, with Satanism and, 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 and Illuminati. Again, here's what we're going to do. We're going to let him talk for, like, you know, don't we don't want to shoot too many questions at it, but if you, if you disagree with something he say, say it. Just make it less than 20 seconds. 20 seconds, 20 second interruptions shouldn't be not bad. Look at your clock, and when you interrupt it, make sure no more than 20 seconds. And, Brother LSU, you, uh, please try to address whatever they're asking if it's not too much off the topic, Okay. Okay, uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do about 10 minutes, and then I'll be ready for questions. It's not going to take long. Um, okay, go for it. I'll put, 
and and the first thing I want to do is put this whole conversation and the whole three series of this conversation in context from a biblical perspective, because that's why I come. I made the point that we have to acknowledge the times in which we live in. The I, I think that if my, my my mother's 80 years old, and if you ask my mother and sit down and say, do you think that the times that we're now living are same as the times that you lived in 40 years ago? And she's tell you no. That the world that we now live in is dramatically, drastically different from the world in which she grew up in, in the world she raised raise her children and we're living in different times. I was looking at scriptures today and talking about that things that would be taking place at the end times. And as I was reading the scriptures, it's like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, do you do not realize that you are literally in the end times? But the majority of the people in the world, and I'm speaking of with the church as well, are not aware of the times in which we live. There's a there's a people called the, there's a tribe of Israel called Issachar. It says that that Issachar they they knew the times and they knew what the people altered of Israel should do at a certain appointed time because they were aware of the times. I'm reading from Second Timothy, chapter three, verses one through seven. And this puts this whole context of the generation we live within, and and it also explains a lot of the behavior, and then we'll address that with the issue of Satanism. It says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, meaning that you're seeking what somebody else has, coveting what the next person has, coveting what rappers have, what they present and project in their videos and their music, bolsters. Proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, meaning they'll give you your word, give you their word, and then break their word without any thoughts, without any uh, uh, any type of consequences or any type of, of guilt or remorse. They just give you your word and give you, give you their word, and then they'll break their word. False accusers, incontinent, fierce, fierce, yes. In Chicago, yeah, we have people killing each other without any regard for life. And this country is very unique from other countries because in Britain and the U.K., you can't even own a handgun. We don't have blacks killing blacks at the same degree at the rate in places like the U.K. as we do in America. Because the fact of the matter is, I wanted to interject this point earlier, is that the reality is that the way that many black people act the way, even as what we call affluent black people, black people who own black business but will not employ black people, the reason is, is that simply put, for the last 270 years, it's real simple. This nation has mined, and I'm going to put it as, as, as kosher as possibly. I can't say what's really in my thoughts. Is that they've mind-screwed us for 300 years, and now they, ask us, they expect us to act like mentally sane, got-it-together people. And we were mind-screwed for 300 years. And that same process of, 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 of taking us and raping us in our mind and getting us to think that they're superior, that we're inferior, getting us to live in fear, where all it has done now is just change apparatus, the things still exist, continuing with the scriptures. Without natural affection, truth plays with false excuses, fears despises of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but not denying the power thereof. What does that simply mean? It simply means that, you, that, that we speak God out of our mouth, but yet we are not into God enough that we would give him totally control of our life so that we would apply his word and then begin to see a difference in our life. So all we do is give him lip service. 
I see many, many, many of the rappers when they get their awards on the BT shows or the Grammys or whatever, and the first they say is, "I want to thank God." What you want to thank God for opening up an avenue, do and open up an avenue where you feel like young people with debauchery, you feel like young people with hatred and disrespect towards their women, you feel like young people with an idolization of all things white, but you want to thank God for that. No, you have a form of godliness, but you do not have the power with from such the scripture says turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captivity silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning, never able to come in to the knowledge of the truth. So now let's put it in context. That's what we're dealing with. So it's nothing new under the sun. Did not come as a shock or surprise to the Most High because he has told us prophetically this would be the generation and this would be the character of the people that we would be dealing with or the character of the people on the face of the planet as we reach this point in the chronicle history of mankind. We're right there. We're right there. And if you understand those verses from 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, and then you begin to research and you begin to study hip-hop, you'll understand that they epitomizes 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 7. Everything within the music, everything within the culture. Now, the spiritual background to this thing, we just go to the practicality. 2 Timothy 2, 2, Tim, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, this goes to the heart of what we were discussing. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It means that they're not, they're not giving to fleshly means. The guns, bazookas, tanks. They're not corner, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And this is where we get to the heart of the damage that hip-hop is done to this particular, has done to this culture and to this generation. And then we also get to the point of what I said, that black people in this nation have been mind screwed for 300 years. It says this. It says, we, for the weapons of our warfare are not corner, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are strongholds? Strongholds are thoughts, beliefs, systems, ideologies that we uphold in our mind and our worldview, and this is the way we think should be. But the Bible says that there is a way that seemeth right into a man, but the end thereof is destruction. So what is, what is our defense? This casting down imaginations and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that is contrary that is written in the book, Anything that is contrary to the character of Christ, to the character of love, to the character of humility, of humbleness, anything that is contrary to that is not sound. So, now again, we know that our wrathful is what, even though the Bible clearly says that when it speaks of Israel, that, that the Most High was going to allow us to be taken into the land of our enemies. And I disagree with people who stand and say that we're not in the land of our enemies when the Bible specifically says that. And then when people who hate white people, I would tell them, don't hate white people. Because white people are nothing, nothing. White people in, in this nation, and let's just be real about it. When we came into this nation, this nation was 90% white. <laughs> we came as servants, as slaves. And, but the fact of the matter is that, guess what? Seth says it all the time. And I gl I'm glad that he says this because I have to keep in remembrance of this myself. He always says this. White people are not that smart. There has to be another power that is working behind them that enables them to not only oppress white people, only oppress the, pe the children of, of the descendants of slaves, but the fact of the matter is that they do it everywhere around the world. So we think that it's unique to us, but we don't understand that when we go into Iraq and claim that, that, that they basically 
committed a terrorist act on our land, so that's why they give us an interest to go in and declare war against them. And when we kill innocent women and children, and when in reality we're killing it for all, that's evil. That's wicked as it gets. But the fact is that it was, what's common about these people? Are they black? Are they Hispanic? Did they come? Did they come? Did they come from? Did they come from Spain? I mean, no, better yet, did they come from Africa? Do they come from China? The reality is the fact of the matter is that we have an enemy, but we don't wrestle our enemy or fight against our enemy with the means of natural means. Like Seth said, they have tanks. They have drones that can shoot you with, with precision. They can kill you. Literally, they can give you your location, and you're in right, right now while I'm sitting here on this phone, sitting at my desk talking to you all, they can man a, dr- a drone that could come right outside this one and kill me with precision and kill me and not affect anybody else in this household. But there's something greater than that, and that's the power of the Most High, and that's what, God, and that's what really brought us to this point. So, again, now, now going back now, the whole thing with that, let me just say this there about Satanism here, Tom. It's real simple. It all deals with the mind. Jay-Z, almost everybody in hip-hop, the only reason that I say Jay-Z is because Jay-Z is somebody well, that hold on, hold on, hold on. I like what you just did. Hold on a second, because you just kind of switched gears. Now you're getting into Satan. So really quick, anybody got a 20-second interruption? Really quick, 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 quick. It has to be no more than 20 seconds. I do mean 20 seconds, folks. Corey, got anything? Kiki? Ricky? I'm good, man. Uh, this is Byron. Um. I I I don't dispute anything he's saying because he he's reading it right out right out the book you know so you that's undisputable you know we we all, all right, believe. Kiki. I'm good on that. Corey. No, it's all good. Yeah, what he said is good. Okay, y'all. Go ahead. That was sure. Oh, Byron, no, I'm sorry. I kind of cut you off. Hold on, Byron. Were you done, Byron? Oh, yes, I was. Yes, I was. I was just saying, okay. uh, you know, you, you can't dispute the word. Absolutely, y'all. Okay, here we go to Satanism, everybody. Okay. Now, remember the first scriptures I said. It says that love is a self. The sole objective of Satanism in any form or fashion when it comes to man is to make them love themselves. Because you cannot love yourself to the point to where you exclude all others and love God. Because the scripture clearly says that if you hate your neighbor or your brother whom you, who you see every day, if you don't love him, how can you love me? So it goes down to the point that, we, that when you look at hip-hop and rap music, all you have to do is look at the content of the music. The content of the music is inundated. It is preoccupied with the love of self. So the fact that that is that type of caliber of music, that's what's giving an interest to the enemy, to the people who make that art, who create that art form. Now, many of these people, and I would say 80% of the people who are currently, who are the forerunners, the stars, people who are selling the albums, those people are Satan. They're they're Satan worshippers. I had a video that I wanted to look at and I wanted to pull up and I wanted you all to hear, and it's called The Video the Media Does Not Want You to See. The, the video was on YouTube for probably for about a year and a half. It's still there, but the sound has been taken out of it, the audio, because of copyright. And the reason why that happened is because the, the, some of the artists that it was exposed in that video basically contacted Facebook, I mean YouTube, and said, look, there's certain information that's been being presented through this video, and it's copyrighted. They can't do that. So that was their way to keep that, get that, that video silenced. 
and it talks about Jay-Z. It talks about Bob Dylan. It talks a lot about a lot of other people in the music and entertainment industry. But the reality is that that has been the inroad for the enemy to use in order to exercise and yield influence on the generation on this particular, on this present culture. Uh, Hip-hop music is the number one genre of music. Hip-hop music outsells. The only music that may sell outsells hip-hop music, and much of the hip-hop music begins to fall into this category, is pop music. But many of the artists are... Reggae. Reggae. Reggae is number one. Well, no, reggae, reggae is number what, one. No, reggae doesn't outsell pop. See, uh, what, what, what no, reggae is rap. It's reggae and rap. I'm serious. Okay, I'll look it up. But if, but, but if I'm correct, that's the, that's the very nature of pop music. Pop music is crossover music like uh, Adele. Who, who who did who did like a who did like almost a billion in sales last year well, go ahead. and, and album sales. Right. So what I'm saying is this is that the people who make that music, it used to be that in order to get in hip hop, to get into rap, for the most part, it took talent. And then you had A and R representatives who basically represented you to a particular record company, and if you passed the test, they signed you. Well, what happened is that black music, hip-hop music, was basically, for the most part, a total black culture form. But when they begin to see how popular it became, and then what happened is a lot of these heads of these record companies, they got involved, and then they insisted on one particular type of music. No more of what we would call the protest music that came out with Public Enemy. No more of the music that was CNN to the black community of people like N.W.A., now what they wanted is they wanted totally gangster music that was preoccupied with selling drugs, the use of drugs, promiscuity, and they wanted to program our people. Well, we always thought it was just those people that were behind it, but we didn't realize that the force behind it, and this is what I get to on my scripture, and this is the last scripture I'm going to read. And that scripture is Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 12. It says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be to stand against the wiles of the devil. And here it is. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And I go back and emphasize that point. We don't fight against white people. White people, in that sense, is not the, we don't, in other words, we don't conduct our warfare and in, in physically in our approach against white people. The simple fact of the matter is that they don't outnumber us worldwide. They outnumber this nation, but they definitely outarm us. But the fact is, is that the greater one is within us. So it says, put on the whole arm that you may be able to stand against the wild devil. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Who are we fighting against? Principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. So when I say that we're in the land of the enemy, I'm talking about people who literally have the power to affect and impose that power upon other people's lives. So when a police officer has on his star, on his, on his chest, a star that has been given him authority delegated from the state or from that county, well, he, he represents a power. The fact is that what power is influencing him? I told Seth that when that young man got killed who was sitting in his car with his girlfriend, and, the, and when the police officer shot him and the woman was, was filming it on camera, and, and the police officer said, and she turned to the police officer, he said, he complied with you. He was showing you his ID. He told you he had a weapon, but he informed you before you did. And she said, why did you shoot him? 
You know what that police officer's question response was? If you look up to it to this day and you look at the look on his face, he said, I don't know. The guy who shot, the police officer who shot the young man, he was running from him. The young man was unarmed, and he shot the young man like four or five times, shot him in the back. And when they asked him, why did you do this? He said, I don't know. He said, I don't know. It, it, it was the heat of the moment. He said, I don't know. Well, I watched both of those interviews, and I looked intently. And it was revealed to me immediately why the men did that, because those men were influenced by demonic spirits. And you know what opened the door to those demonic spirits? The very subject that Seth began with tonight, and that's the issue of hate. And that's what opened the door, that because he's a black man and his life is nothing but an animal, what that thought was programmed to him. Where did that thought come from? That thought came from Satan. It programmed his thoughts. That's why when the Bible says that we're to cast down strongholds and bring every thought to the captivity, to the obedience of Christ. Because there are demonic spirits that not only impart thoughts, but they influence behavior. And here's a good example. Daniel. When Daniel made a prayer, he was asking for a revelation to a dream that he had. And he fasted and prayed for 21 days. And on the 21st day, Gabriel the archangel showed up with the answer to his prayer. And he told Daniel, he said, on the first day that you set your heart to prayer, your, heart, your, your prayer was heard and received. And I was sent forth with the revelation to what you asked for. But I was withheld by the prince of Persia. We're talking about when he says withheld by the prince of Persia, he's not talking about he was withheld by the prime minister of Persia. He was withheld in the power of the air by a demonic spirit who had the power and the authority and the influence of what? went on in the country of Persia. And that's where these events were taking place. So when the angel said, I was withheld by that prince, he's talking about a high-ruling demon spirit in which the Bible calls principality. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact of the matter is that a lot of these people in, 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 in hip-hop, and I could go further into it and be more detailed, but because of sake of time, we don't. I'll tell you this. Many of these people have made confessions and admonitions that they have created pacts with the devil, with Satan. And I'll use Jay-Z for the sake of time as an example. People refer to him as Jay-Z. Most times I call him Sean Carter because Jay-Z is an acronym for the word or an abbreviation for Jehovah. Now, I know many Christians use that word Jehovah, and they think that they're referring to the Most High. But if you do the Hebrew study on that word, the word Jah or, or Yah, meaning Elohim or God, and then you have Hovah. Well, Hovah means mischief and wickedness. So when you say Jehovah or Yehovah, what you're saying literally is the God of mischief and wickedness, and that's why he took on that name. Now, the man is a warlock who follows a particular magic of a magician who is now dead, but he was called Alistair Crowley. So when you see these people take the first finger and the little finger and take the two fingers and fold them down and fold it over their thumb and throw their hands up, well, that is the sign of a goat. The goat is the sign of magic and Satanism. Now, Jay-Z is a follower of this particular magic. And what people don't know is that Satan is crafty. People think Satan not stupid. Uh-huh. Now, real quick, real quick, because when you said that you lost a lot of people by Jehovah, because millions of people call God Jehovah. So, in your research, and everybody knows, should know, that if you do this research, there's no J in the Hebrew. So, 
the, the, his name was Yeshua, and Yahweh Shad, or variations of that name. His name wasn't Jesus, there wasn't no J in the Hebrew. So Jehovah is going to be the same thing. There was no J, so his name wasn't Jehovah. So people is going to ask you, don't get into no long describing it, just want to know, do you believe that? There is a Most High. Because I know people thinking, wait a minute, he just said Jehovah. So, so what if do you, you call if, the, if, the if, Most High? What do you call if, the Most High? Okay, if you're listening on this line and you don't believe I believe in the Most High, you're on, a, you're on a short yellow bus. I'm sorry, that's all I can say. <laughs> because if you don't think I believe in the Most High, what I believe in is I believe in the Bible. And a lot of things that we have come to the conclusions, remember the, the Bible that we read was translated from uh, another language. It wasn't even translated from its original language. It was Hebrew and Greek. But here's a quick way to find out what I'm saying. Go to a concordance, put in the name Jehovah. What it's going to pull up for you, it's going to put the Jewish name for God. It's not going to give you any Hebrew roots to the word because nothing doesn't exist. It's a name that those Jewish translators came up for the name of God. And when we're talking about Satanism, but Satanism, we really should talk, probably should have started with them and should have started with Satanism in religion because those people follow the Talmud. They do not follow the, the, the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. They follow the Talmud, and within the Talmud, which, which from which you get Kabbalah, it's nothing but witchcraft and sorcery. So when they say Jehovah and they are the one who came up with that name, that's just what they mean. But all you have to do is go to your concordance, and it's going to tell you that Jehovah is the Jewish name, the national name for God that the Jewish people have applied. But if you look up any other name or if you look up any other word in your concordance, it's going to give you a root of that word. The question is, why come there isn't a root to Jehovah? Because it's a name that they made up, and the intention was to deceive you. Black people. 
There's a coordinated effort to destroy us, and it comes from all walks of life, every aspect of this culture and society, and it has the to destroy us. Why? Well, I know it's going to be rough for you to do this, but why? And he gonna go. It's just, I know it's going to be rough, but tell him why. The reason why, why us? Is because why we, us? Why, why all the people in the world? Why black people in America? Why? Why? And, and that's when you go to, and that's when we go to Matthew 24. Remember it, or you go to Luke 21, that chapter, and we talk about what Jesus said and who He was speaking to. Who, and I say Jesus, y'all know I don't normally use that name, but I'm doing it because I would rather people understand me, and then they can get the learning in it later. But the thing is that the reason why is because of who we are. And that's the most significant aspect that we have to understand as a people. Because if we don't understand who we are, all the things that have happened to us historically, all the things that have happened to us present and will continue to happen will not make any meaning. I, go to, I talk to preachers all the time, and when we talk about the situation and conditions of, of African Americans, and I always ask them, I compare them, I say, why come the Asians don't fare that way? Why come the Hispanics don't fare that way? Why is that only common to us? Can you explain it? I say, can you explain to the young man who lives in the neighborhood who sees the police come in and oppress them and terrorize them, can you give any explanation as to why he's a victim of it and not the white boy that go to Harvard? Can you explain that? No, they can't. But I can explain it to you because it's based upon who you are. You're Israel. And the Bible was prophesied that these things would take upon you. Remember those scriptures I read about the enemy? The Bible clearly says that he would give us into the hands of our enemies. Now, now hold on. I'm going to say this real quick. And, I, and I'm, going, I'm looking at the clock. I'm going to do this in 20 seconds because I'm going to let you roll you on a roll. 20 seconds. Now i got 19. Folks, you got to listen to all Part one, part two, part three, part four, because we hit a little bit each time. But when he said we're Israel, he's saying we are the Jews of the Bible. We are the Israelites. We are the people of that book. And there's over 300 prophecies that say this is going to happen to Israel. This is going to happen to the real Jews. And we live out all of them. One of them, and i got to go because i got 30 seconds. One of them said, Moses said in Deuteronomy 28, that Israel, the true Jews, would be put in slave ships. No Jew. No Jew has ever been put in slaveship and carried nowhere. Proceed, brother. Right. So, and, and just to give you, I'm give you a brief description, and you can go and study and research it. And then, as he said, please review the other shows. That's two scriptures in the Revelations, two and nine, three and nine. Those who say they are Jews, but are not, but are the synagogues of Satan. That's my rate of reference to the Talmud earlier, because the people in Israel, those people who are, who are part of the Knesset, and they are, it's like you have a religious body that has influence and impact on the governmental body, and they're called the Knesset. Well, those people practice the Kabbalah. They study, and they do their, and their life is governed by the Talmud. And the Talmud, for all intents and purposes, is a book of witchcraft and sorcery. And the Bible clearly says in Revelations 2 and 9 and 3 and 9, those who say they are Jews but do, and are not but do lie and are of the synagogue means the house of Satan. And really this goes to the root of the issue that we're discussing with when we talk about the satanic influence, when we realize that the major television networks that come on TV, the big three and, uh, and the top five, uh, uh, cable networks are owned by those people. And so you wonder why come you have all this prevailing, this filth being pushed out and being pushed through the media? Because they're behind it. And they have a satanic demonic agenda. And it's to destroy us because we're God's chosen. We are Israel. We are his elect. We are his firstborn. 
And the fact of the matter is, is the reason why come they've been able to be successful in oppressing us to the degree and to the extent that we did, it was by God's hand because God allowed it. But then there's a time that the scripture says also in, the, in Jeremiah 30th, it talks about the times of Jacob's trouble. And he says, but I'm going to deliver you out of it. And he says, guess what? Those who oppressed you, I'm going to judge them. Well, well, let me, let me, let me just say just twenty seconds because I'm trying to think how what people would think of what you're saying. So real quick, and I'm looking at my clock again. I did pretty good. I only did 21 seconds before. Here we go again, real quick. The brother is saying some strong stuff. He's talking kind of fast, and what he's saying is 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 against most stuff you hear in church. So he's going up against a lot. He sound crazy. I know how he sound. I thought it for 20 years myself. Go and research yourself. More, more importantly, I've been to Israel. I gotta say this, Elisha. I've been to Israel nine times, and when I go there, you need to hear what the Jews have to say to what he's saying. You'll be shocked. And I'm not just talking to the hosts here tonight. Uh, you know, the people in the in the studio tonight. I'm talking about all y'all on the phone lines. You gotta research it yourself. That Bible is full of dark-skinned people. There is no description of white people in that Bible. If somebody comes on the phone line and can describe a white person in the Bible from head to toe, I give you a hundred dollars. It's no such thing. There is no description of white people in the Bible. Not one. If it is. A white person, a white skin, is going to be a person to have some called, it's like an albino. They're in there, but not as a nation, not as a people. Those people, any time describes the people in the Bible, it's always blocks, locks, locked hair, braided hair, brown skin, berry-looking skin, Christ, feet like bronze, burnt bronze. This is the Messiah, hair like wool. Who has hair like wool? You can't call no sheep hair. It's nappy stuff. Don't people in the Bible with a bunch of nappy hair, lock-wearing people. It's the truth. It's not hatred. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. That's real talk, brother. That's real talk. Yeah. Hold on, what's your Hold on, what's your Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Byron, what you say? Can I get a... Can I get a, a, a fifteen dollar for a light skin? With <laughs> <laughs> that, check this out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, no, I know what he's saying. Here, here's the thing. Check this out. I'm gonna say something, and I think now I can put this in perspective. Now I just said, and I let everyone know, and they can research and check the history. That uh, most of the media houses, when I'm talking about most of the networks, are owned by, quote-unquote, Ashkenazi Jews. Uh, those people who call themselves Jews, those white people, are owned by them. Uh, television networks, uh, a lot of the, uh, like uh, Columbia, the uh, big recording industries, are owned by them. Or they have controlling stock in it. So in other words, they control what comes on the airways either through television or radio. And if you look in the black community or what's coming out of a particular genre of music, and most of it is what I described in Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, talking about the lovers of man, the lover of self, boastful, everything. If that is the content of that music, then you have to go back and find out and question yourself, what's the objective? Why are they promoting that type of music? Well, it doesn't take a mad scientist to come to the conclusion because the people in whom they are projecting it to, they want to destroy them. Now, here's mm-hmm. the problem that the church has and too many black people have. And I want to make this very, very clear and understand me. 
I do not believe all white people are evil. As a matter of fact, I flip the script. I have a friend, and I say this is getting light of what the brother said about how friends are black. Let me show you how cool I am. <laughs> As a black lady, a friend of mine, I've been known, we used to work together. We used to work at Barnes and Noble's bookstore. On the page the other day, me and her chatted something about something, and she didn't get back at me. And when I called on the page, I said, is it okay to white call a white person, nigga? And she laughed, and she says, I don't know. And she said, I don't know. And my response to her was like, nigga, what's up? Where you been? Now, the thing is, the person said, well, what if she called you a nigga? Would you have a problem with it? Not particularly. Because the way that we understood it, say that, the, the difference is, is when a person says it with viciousness and contempt in their heart. Right. It actually changes the definition of the word. And that's the cultural difference that we talk about. But now let's get back to this. The object that I want to talk about is when they program us with the music. And then they, and, and I just told you all about the Bible. Here's what I believe. I believe the Bible is the inspired word of God in its most purest form. But nobody on this earth or nobody in public circulation, they have it at the Vatican, has a Bible written in its most purest form according to what was written by the original authors. The Bible that you hold in your hand, maybe sitting on your coffee table right now, has gone through about 18 to 20 different translations. The Bible that they use to translate the English Bible that you read is called the Latin Vulgate, in which they translated the Greek into the Latin, into Latin because those are people why is it for the most the part. Latin Vulgate. Tell them why they call it the Latin it, Vulgate. And the reason why it's written in, and called the Latin Vulgate because it's written in Latin, and the people who were control of the Roman Empire at the time, many of those people were from Spain, so that's the language that they spoke within the empire, Greek and Latin. And so the Bible was trans, translated into their languages. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. We skip and we go around to about the year 1516, 1400s, around about the time of the Reformation, is that all of a sudden the very people that we talked about, those Jews, they start translating the scriptures into English. And here's the thing, that there are certain things in the scripture that if you read the Bible enough, you'll be able to pick them out real quick. Like uh, just to give you an example, because I want you all to understand I'm not just saying anything. This past Sunday, the church world celebrated Easter, okay? And most churches that you go to, they had Easter egg hunts and everything for the children and all of that. But what most of the church doesn't realize is that what they participated in was a pagan festival. Why do they believe that? Because of, because of a mistranslation in the scripture. The only time that the word Easter is used in the Bible is in the book of Acts, now, let me show you the trickery. It's used in the book of Acts, and it is a translation from a Greek word called pasture. But that word pasture is used all throughout the Gospels, and it's also used, but it's used in the Hebrew term in the Old Testament when it talks about the feast. You know what pasture means, Brother Seth? It means Passover. So my question is, why in every other instance that you use the word Passover, but when you came to the resurrection of Christ and the book of Acts, you translated the same word that is in the Gospels differently when you did it in the book of Acts and you called it Easter? Because that was meant to deceive you. That was meant to, 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 meant you to, to incorporate and to participate in something that was not the most high. And what you're participating in is a celebration of a fertility goddess called Ishtar, from which the word Easter comes from. 
Now, a couple of days before Easter was the actual day of Passover. And a couple of days a couple of days prior to this particular Easter was actual Passover. Now, if you don't believe my words, let's go to the word of Christ. And 90% of churches, they celebrate a thing called communion. Some churches do it weekly. Some churches do it monthly. The thing is mm-hmm. that it was never sanctioned by the Messiah, and that's who they say they got it from because this is a misunderstanding of Scripture. But when you read it yeah. in the Bible, now you you tying this all into rap and and uh, Illuminati and Satanism, right? Right, because by all okay, because okay. everything that we said when we said Satanism, here's the key word. The key word of orientation for Satanism is deception. Because the only way that most people can be can, can be persuaded to do certain things that that go against their own moral character, that go against their own conscience, they have the, to be the deceived. Reason why, the reason why I interrupted there because I want you to to, to to really tie in the Illuminati and Jairu okay, and all okay, these people okay. that okay. you know everything right. about the signs or you know the what are they really doing? Because there's a lot of people tune in to just hear this for real. Right. And remember, okay, right. Kiki, okay. you and Corey and, and Ricky and Byron, I know the brother is, 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 is talking, he's passionate, but listen, y'all want to sit there and just open up your mouth and say, one moment, let me jump in here real quick and just make it about 20 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. Now, the reason I said about that because I want you to show the deception. Deception is the bedrock and the foundation for all Satanism. It's to deceive people and getting them to, to, to take on a way of life that would go against their nature. Because here's the thing. In every man's heart, there is a cry for God. There is a special void that's created in every human being that he may seek out to God. As the scripture talks about it, scripture talks about that in Acts the seventeenth chapter. It says that we're all of one blood, and that God has put us in particular places, and within us there is a something in our conscience that cries out to God. And it says that if we seek Him, we will find Him. So, in order to do evil, wicked stuff, you have to be influenced from without by a demonic party. And some people get demonically influenced before they even get a chance to come into the world. Sometimes it's spoken through the past while the child is in the womb. But then when the child comes into the womb, that's why you have to be careful about what you allow your children to be exposed to, the television programs that you allow them to watch. All these programs, isn't it ironic that all these programs that come on TV that are catered towards the youth have to do with basically the occult? And they all are oriented in death. Now, 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 I I hear you talking about Satanism in society, demonicism Mm -hmm. in society, but I want you to tie it, if you could, don't mind, into rap. Because we can talk about Satanism in the world. You know what I mean? Because they're tuning in. This this is rap. Real quick, real quick. I'm talking real fast. I'm talking real fast. Rappers is what most young people listen to. Cole, you listen to rap a lot? Yolanda Adams. 
Hello, rapper. <laughs> Okay, we got you though. We got you. Go ahead. Tell you're not there. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Okay, Seth, I changed this chip on this on this phone. This my um, SIM card. So I don't know how much minutes on it, but I'll just go until it ends. If I just get cut off, y'all know what happens. But here's the thing. Let me finish this one point. I'm gonna get right on that. The thing I said about the issue is this, because I like to finish my points. I don't want people to have misunderstood. Let me cut them. Go right to the hip hop. Now, what I said in finishing that point about Pasture, about Easter, and how it being a pagan holiday. On the night before Jesus was crucified, he ate a, pa- a meal. A lot of preachers don't bring out the point that that was a Passover meal. He was keeping the feast. And, when he, and when, after he had given them the, the bread, he said, this is my body that's broken for you. And he said, he said, guess what? When he gave them the bread, he said, from now on, when you have this meal, he said, as often as you do this, what are you doing? You are celebrating Passover. What are you partaking over? The Passover meal. From this point on, you do this, and you keep this feast in remembrance of me. Why, Jesus? Because I am the Passover lamb. I am the fulfillment of this feast. And this feast from this point on should be celebrated that the fact that my death was the Passover lamb for the remissions of the sins. Do you know Jesus gave a commandment to do that? He never did give a commandment to celebrate the resurrection. Now, isn't that odd? Because it's not the resurrection that gave us our freedom. Okay, the resurrection but now you're talking. Our... Okay, but hold on, you're talking about okay, a global now, 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 celebration now, 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 by everybody. Hip-hop. Satanism, hip hop. Now, the reason I said this, the last thing that I'm going to take you to Satanism, because this connects to it. The last thing he said was this: when he told, gave him the wine, he said, "This is my blood that is shed for the new covenant. The blood of the new covenant, my blood that is shed for your sakes." Here goes to where we tied into Satanism, hip hop. It's all about blood, people. It's all about blood. Now, why is it that every major pop hip-hop star that either was very famous at one time and then is back rise on the scene, and then they make speeches about Illuminati, and then they end up dead? Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, um, there's even possibility Tupac. I can go down and name a list of people. Because of fact, back to me, Mike, a, lot, a lot of people don't know is that Michael Jackson, a month before he died, made a made a speech exposing the Illuminati in the in the music industry and how that they would control and manipulate people. Prince was saying the very same thing. He died shortly. As a matter of fact, Prince put out a, a post on his page on his Facebook page, and he said, "Just when you thought it was safe, the next day he was dead." Wow. And now they want to, and now they, and, and now remember, we're talking about powers that control the media. So now they want you to get you to believe that Prince died of a drug overdose. Well, see, that seems to be the easy thing to connect with these people. So what did Prince people, say? What did Prince say? Because that was kind of, he didn't say enough there. What did he say? He said it the night before he was, the, before they found him dead, Prince put a post on Facebook. And I believe it was Facebook or either, um, what is it, other thing? Uh, Twitter. Instagram. Twitter. And, he, and this is what he said. He said, just when you think it is safe. And if you, look at his pre, if you look at his previous tweets prior to that, if you read them, it was obvious that this man was in fear for his life. But wait a minute. And you said, okay. Well, he might have been in fear for his life, but I'm saying, well, what does that have to do with the Illuminati? How do you tie it to Illuminati? It's because yeah. it's because here's the thing. It's because whenever you turn and say that you're no longer going to be their servant, 
and you're not longer, no longer going to use your talent to glorify them, their lifestyle, and their team, then what happens is that they kill you. And he's aware. Well, he and, and, and just to give credence to what you're saying, I'm letting you run with this, but I know a little bit too. Prince was about to get control of his music. And what Brother LSU is saying, I'm just helping out a little bit, Brother, what Brother LSU is saying is he was in cahoots with the Illuminati, or he was serving this system, and when you try to get out of it and you get your own, you end up dead. Is that what you're trying exactly. to say? Pretty much, because everybody, not everybody, and, 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 he really was trying. He came exactly. very close to controlling his music. Right. And, and, and exactly. And, and, and if you look at Prince's music, this is the thing that's about it, is that all these people at one time served the Illuminati. They served Satan. Because if you look at the earlier music, like Rick James, oh, my God, I was looking at some stuff that Rick James did, and this dude was throwing up the Baphomet. That's the hand sign that I showed you first. And then they do what it, like, what it looks like an okay sign. But if you look at it, it's with the three fingers curved. That's the 6-6 six, six sign. All these things are owed to Satan. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, when I was in the church, I understand about demons. And demons are more frequent in their activities than most people give credit for. Like you said, the brother who shot that elderly person, that man in his, in his grief and his pain and what he was dealing with, and because of the fact that he didn't want to submit and comply, opened up the door for Satan. And remember when, and here's a good point, remember when Judas, when Judas betrayed uh, Christ, remember what he said? He said, has Satan filled your heart? So what we're looking at is we're, we're looking at satanic and demonic influence that's coming through the music, and the intent is to create a particular way of life that people will follow, and the end of that particular lifestyle is destruction. And the object of it is targeted at one – hold on, let me read one point. The argument of it is targeted at black people, but here's the point. People say, well, white people listen to hip-hop music because white people want to emulate black people. Especially the youth that's not today is they want to emulate because you have to understand that if you subtract us from the culture of America, America has no culture. So they understood that if you can control these people who can control the culture, then you can control the people. And that's the whole objection for it. But you have to understand that some of these people like Birdman, he mentioned, he mentioned Drake. Well, Drake, uh, Lil Wayne, uh, Nicki Minaj. Uh, they all came from uh, – they're all from a company, which is Lil Wayne's company. It's called Young Money. But Young Money was the, was, the, was the child company of Cash Money, which was Birdman. Now, remember, things stop from the head, and they flow down. Well, if you go right now pull up Birdman and pull up a picture of him with his head down, as a matter of fact, there's a video called She's on Fire with Birdman and Lil Wayne, and when he tilts his head down, he's doing this intentionally. There's a five-star pentagram on his head. He's trying to show you who he, can, who, he gives, who he gives old to. Now, let me show you how significant it is. Cash money and young money are the top in the rap industry and have been for the last six or seven years. So that means that they have greater influence than any other body else. The only other people who have had influence who, who sell the numbers were people like Jay-Z. And then, and, and, and again, we already know his affiliation with Satanism. So why did all the people who are the most successful in hip-hop have connections to Satanism? Okay. Let me let me say this. It's it's ten fifty three. We literally got seven minutes in this thing on shut us off. So 
I'm going to say this really quick. If y'all don't mind, Kiki Cole, real quick, I th- would like to invite y'all back next week for a part four. There's no way in the world we're going to get in anything else in after this brother finish. It don't look like he might even finish. So really quick, do y'all have anything to say to him about what he just said? It has to be within 15 seconds. I just want to say Ricky. that I'm going to come back. Ooh. Oh, Go ahead, I, I just want to let y'all know that I'm going to come back next week, and I'm going to be more prepared than I am this week. And we can have ourselves a great debate. <laughs> okay, all right. And, and I want to I want to tell the Douglas Kennedy family that's listening, because y'all probably looking for a show. We won't have a Douglas Kennedy show next week either. We're gonna finish this up with a part five. There will be no family show. We're gonna finish up and invite these same people back. Corey, anything? Fifteen seconds. No, I'm good. no, I'm good. Uh, I just want to sh- uh, give a shout out to everybody, y'all. Y'all just keep uh, listening, and that's all good. We're going to learn something tonight. All right. You come back next week? Uh, but, you know, one day to another, I, I'll just be uh, here maybe there, but uh, we'll see. Okay. Well, you definitely invited Byron. 15 seconds, quickly, because this brother got a last word, so once he goes, it's going to shut off on him. He got six well, minutes man, now. Byron, anything? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be back next week? Because the thing is this, and when Corey came back on down the line, I think it was Corey, 
But he brought civility back to the show, in other words, brought it back. And the fact that we do sometimes very get emotionally engaged in these matters because they are about our life. But I just think that that it's incumbent upon me that she know that everything she said, I considered, I'm hearing it, I'm listening to her. I apologize for interrupting when she was speaking because I want us to go into the next show to understand that literally, as you said, she has a lot to input. And if, from talking to her and listening to her, you can tell that she's not someone who's just spouting things off the top of her head, but she's somebody who actually studies, research, read. It may not be what we want to read or whatever, and that's not important, which is what's important to her. So I want to make that point. The issue hey, can, you get that? I want to... can you get that? Can, can, can you get uh, that? Kiki stopped, uh, stepped out for a moment, but I, I'm, I'm going to relay everything to her that, uh, you know, his, okay. his strong. Uh, Good for you, Bob. Good for you. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and the thing I want to say is simply put is that when we pick up on it, is that. Uh, I don't like when we say the words like Illuminati. A lot of people believe that we're talking about some mytholo- mythological entity that doesn't exist. And next week, what I would like to do is have the opportunity to show you out and show you the existence of the Illuminati from its beginning to present. What many of you would be shocked to know that this United States of America was supposedly founded upon godly principles was actually founded upon the Illuminati blueprint. The Illuminati came into formation around about March of the year 1776. Is it ironic that in July? Of 1776, July 4th to be exact, the United States declared independence from England and became a country. Now, isn't it ironic that if you go look at the layout... you got literally 60 seconds. So let's do this. I want to cut off on you. Let's do this, brother. Let's do this. It's going to cut off on us in about 30 seconds. Folks, again, thank y'all for stopping by and checking us out. Brother LSU is just going to finish part two and the final part next week. Also, we're going to finish the other topics we didn't cover, and we'll just wrap it up like that. You literally got... You got... 25 seconds now. I'm looking at the last words, but go ahead, LSU. Oh, okay. And I would say this. Everyone next week, if you listen to the show, in order so that we can better give you a format and make sure that it's most fully in chronological order, there's a scripture, Ephesians 1 and 17. I ask you to pray for yourself to get understanding. Because what we're talking about is a, is a force, and we wrap not against flesh and blood, but against principality, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places, but we have the victory. We have the authority in Christ. Uh, hope to see you all, hear you next week. Hope that you all tune in and listen. And make sure that I will be thoroughly prepared for the presentation. Okay. LSU, can you hear me? Yes, 